Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. Finally, what happened in Santorini? Eppery Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I am here to break down Season 3, Episode 4 of Gossip Girl, Dan de Florette. But I'm not here by myself. With someone who would never be caught dead wearing sandals instead of shoes, it's Brendan Ruffle. Hello, I am your co-host, the creepy uncle of podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, hello to Cream Nation. I'm recording live, as always, from the Creamatorium. I am your editor-in-chief at Cream Weekly. Hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of Brendan Month here. What yes, week is it this? is Brandon Month, and you know it's week four of Brandon Month, and we we should get we should get started, but uh, be, because you know it, I mean just a little sneak peek behind the curtain, we are recording at a little bit of a late hour here. You know, all the kitties are tucked into bed already. Uh, you know, we we'd be getting ready for bed ourselves if we didn't have to do this, but uh, you know, we I've. I've heard the feedback on Brendan Month. I've heard the feedback, Uh-oh. and people are a little confused as to what it is. <laughs> and I don't know if it's maybe because these people have not been paying attention. Maybe they have it on two X. I mean, we've been, been pretty clear. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> so it, the the beginning of season three, uh, these first you know five episodes just so happened to have Brendan's closest friends and and family members on them. So, for instance, uh, for the premiere, we had Nicole. Canonically, she is the fiance of the pod. Even more specifically, she is the fiance of Brendan himself. So pretty, pretty close friend of Brendan, <laughs> right. if I do say so myself. Mostly friend. Week two did have Ligori. Mm, see, that might have been the confusion right there. He is your fellow Lovato lad, so kind of a kind of a close friend. Right. I, th- I think what, once we had him on for Lovato lads, even that might have been the start of the confusion because we had him, and then we had the start of Brendan month, and then we had him back, and people were just and confused again, yeah. in general by what we were doing with like that music show. And then him yeah. getting thrown into what we were then calling Coworker Week. Yeah, well, it was Coworker <laughs> Month as well. Um, and so week three, we had your your uh, your podcast co-host as well, so kind yeah. of close to you. And now, who do we who do we? I guess this is a great segue. Oh to wow, this is a really introduce good segue. who we have this week uh, for week four of Brendan Month. Who do we have this week, Brendan? Well, for week four of Brendan Month, uh, and we're not quite capping it off yet, but we're getting close. Uh, the I guess the penultimate guest of Brendan Month is someone near and dear to my heart, uh, someone that you could say would be the actual fiancé of the pod if we lived in Alabama. Tierney Rumpel is here. Hello. Hello, hello. The hot sister. Oh. <laughs> high energy. High energy coming on the pod. <laughs> hello, hello. It's way past my bedtime. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I have kept you waiting for, for a while. Really. Months, I would say. Actually, if we're going to be completely honest, it's been years since I've been promised a spot on either of Brendan's podcasts. So Ooh. Yeah, he never invites you coming. on anything. I, I, I feel like it is my theory that you guys have not talked in years. Yeah, We've gone much. a while. Yeah, pretty much. For some reason, well, I, I had home to... For a while. <laughs> 
some reason I had to book you on the podcast. It seemed that Brendan had lost your number. We're, yeah, we're way closer. I don't want this Brendan month confusion <laughs> <Yeah>. to, <laughs> to construe anyone the wrong way. I think I said this about <laughs> other guests. The next guest, too. I said, I had, I'm like, at the time when you were booking this famous month that everyone seems to love, um, <laughs> I said about that next guest that uh, that'll, that's great. That'll be the first time I talked to her in six months. Um, <laughs> this is really just uh, a way for me to get to to re uh, reignite your friendships and <laughs> to be perfectly um, clear, if I knew it was Brendan Month, I wouldn't have agreed to do this. But how do you okay. how do you feel about Brendan Month, Tierney? Uh, this is the first I'm hearing about it, honestly. Now, so <laughs> I was looking up this podcast moments before you guys had me join to <laughs> see how long I would be on here. And I'm like, Brendan Month? What could that possibly be? What podcast am I going on to? Let me see if this is famous or not. And then it is famous. It is, is yeah. It? Now, uh, Brendan Month obviously famously uh, runs from mid-September to mid-October, and Brendan was kind of bragging that he was like, I'm the, I have been a monopoly here, I'm the only one uh, that's doing this, most people take up a whole month, you have, month, you have your Black History Month, you have your Women's History Month, yeah. I am the only one going mid-month to mid-month, and Brendan, I have debunked this claim of yours. Uh, I looked up when Spanish Heritage Month is, September 15th to October 15th, the exact oh. same uh, the exact same month that oh Brendan month God. is. So you have some heavy competition right Jeez. now. <laughs> did you look up when that month was, or did you look up any other months that spanned over the well, I can, course no, of two I months? No, I can tell you what happened. So uh, I, I do work in a in a high school, and I saw the uh, Spanish Heritage Month, uh, these things, like, hanging up. And they were up in September, so I was like, okay, I figured it was September. But then October came, they were still up. I said, either this school is just slacking on taking posters down, Something's going on here. So I looked up when it was, and it runs from mid-September to mid-October. Oh, my God. What, what do we do? It's crazy. I, I mean, I assume that you ripped it down and put up a Brendan Month poster. <laughs> put up a Brendan Month poster instead. <laughs> People are confused. With pictures of each other. Everyone the guests. I see in the hallway, I have to explain the podcast and what's going on here. And Look, so, so that's is. Nicole. That's Brian. Ligori's kind of in there. Here's Tierney. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's 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 what's been going on in my life. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tierney, we like to ask our new guests uh, what their Gossip Girl story is. When when did you start watching? How have you ever rewatched? Uh, what, what, what what's going on with you and Gossip Girl? How much how much have right, you seen right. of the show? Right. Well, I guess not when it first came out, but since I'm the youngest of all the siblings, I guess Erin would watch it when it first came out because she's old as hell, and I would just kind of see parts of it. So I think I've seen at least the first season, maybe all the way through. Okay. And then I watched this episode for you guys. Well, there it is. So based on one season and one episode of season three, who is your favorite and least favorite character? Oh, God. Okay. This is too stressful for you. We could. (laughs) They honestly are all terrible. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. (laughs) It's just. uh... They're purposefully unlikable, I believe. But <laughs> yeah. got their charm to them. Okay, so my least favorite right now, based off of this one episode. You know what? Hillary Duff favorite, because Hillary nice. Duff. Uh, <laughs> wow, okay. And then um, Dan's my least favorite. Ah, wow. Based off this episode? Okay. It might be because of you. It might be because of you. Wow. Because that believe was a terrible me, uh, show. Just had Brian come on last week, and he was saying that Dan was his favorite. So now you two may have to fight. Well, we all know who would win, so it's okay. yeah, yeah. Brian would um, pass out <laughs> before yeah. we even get near him. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. To intro- why do you uh, why do you hate Dan so much? I might just be biased because you was such a bad show. Wow. What? No, you yeah, was, really was bad. My, as I hate it. This is the last time I revised my favorite current TV shows. You was a uh, top ten for me. 
Oh, wow. Like, such that's a, the first thing? Ashley is such a charming serial killer. Hmm. <laughs> well, I think More I so think than Evan Peters. I think it keeps getting... Um, I'm going to skip that one. I don't need to watch that. I'm not watching that one. Um, too real. Too real. We don't need to, right, we don't right. need to see that. I do yeah. love Evan Peters, though. <laughs> it's too close to home. Um, Hard to segue uh, from Dahmer in back into Gossip Girl, but let's do it anyway. Um, it's, <laughs> it's the first. It's the first day of school at Constance Billard, which means it is also time for Jenny to take her rightful place as the new queen bee. Unfortunately for Jenny, Blair is more than happy to intervene when news reaches her that she may be needed back at Constance. Meanwhile, Lily returns home to Rufus and her family to find things are definitely not as she left them. A famous film actress, Olivia Burke, enrolls at NYU in hopes of having a somewhat normal college experience and is assigned to be Vanessa's roommate. I'm surprised she didn't just drop out right then. Um, so <laughs> the title reference, Brendan, uh, for, for your, uh, just to jog your memory, the episode title is yeah. Dan Day Fleurette. Do you know this is referencing? You know, I, I think I'm going to floor you right now. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, oh, nice, by nice. telling you that the title the is Dan De La Fleur. Uh, no, it is not. Fuck. It is referencing it, for the first time this season. They are not just uh, doing the old plural singular trick. Uh-huh. Uh, the title reference is the 1986 film Jean de Fleurette. Oh, okay, <laughs> I, th- I thought it was something to do with how the movie title of, of this episode Four, is Floor. Right? So I was like, oh, yeah, there we go. Damn, yeah, that's what I thought too. A little, wow. You're a little bit of a slump. That's three misses in a row for you. You're one for four <laughs> oh, to start the season mama. as Tierney scoffs at you. Yeah, really. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> she would have gotten this. Um, I, got, I also got it wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> Original air date of this episode, October 5th, 2009. Do you remember what you were doing on October 5th, 2009, Tierney? I was in the sixth grade, so probably getting bullied heavily by your brother, probably. <laughs> <laughs> when's he coming on the phone? When's, when's... <laughs> <laughs> he should have been on this one. <laughs> you should, oh, that would have been a fun reunion. Yeah. Brendan month of all months. <laughs> I mean, with, with the people that are coming on for Brendan month, we might as well just have Timmy on. Yeah. yeah speaking of not talking to your siblings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long time. has that one been? The last. <laughs> uh, Timmy's actually coming on the Happy so, Boys next week. <laughs> that'd be crazy. <laughs> I'd listen to that episode. <laughs> Right. So it is the first day of a new queen's reign here at Constance. We see Jenny getting ready for the throne. Uh, I believe in the season two finale, we had heard Jenny making her first decree, which was more headbands, which is why I was very surprised that the first thing we saw her do to get ready for school was put on a headband. But uh, that she got me. She takes it off before leaving. So I, I, w- I don't know where she got this majestic headband. Was this like a gift, a parting gift from Blair before she I guess so, left? Yeah. And she was like, listen, this is so. non-negotiable. We wear headbands. Like, that's it. Right. Like she was considering it, but uh, no, she put it back in the back in the box. Yeah, and, and I'm sure the, little, this is one of those they, they? headbands that has no, her uh, her marking yeah. on it, the, the BW on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess Blair makes her own headbands now. She she's she's doing it all. Speaking of Blair, she's oh, leaving her dorm room, and uh, now that Georgina's gone for the week or so, they think uh, she's really decked the place out. She's got a huge cursive BW in a frame on the door. I guess the RA is just allowing that. <laughs> uh, she, she, but. The thing is, she she bumps into some people on her way out, and they don't even, like, bow down to her or anything. So, clearly, no one respects her still at NYU. Yeah, still going through this tough spell here. Um, and you wonder when she's going to come out of it. I mean, it looks like she has some momentum by the end of the episode. She certainly does. I didn't want to spoil it for people. Oh, my God. You should know by now that people have seen the episode when they... Or they haven't, probably and really. they don't care. <laughs> probably that <Yeah>. one. <laughs> Queen of the Silver Screen has just enrolled at NYU. I'm so excited to meet this guest star. 
Tierney already mentioned her, uh, and Nate and Dan are already talking about her while they walk the street. Nate wants to know how Dan has never heard of Olivia Burke. Uh, I'm just very happy that Nate is interacting with other cast members in this episode, but it is only Dan, and it is only for a couple of scenes. Yeah, but it makes me happy to see him with Nate. Like, like oh, yeah, they're, they're yeah. friends. I forget. He is, is nice. going to college. He mentions a class that he has. <laughs> that is good. Just to try and prove that he's going to college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Olivia Burke is the star of the Vampire Night movies, The Endless Nights. I'm guessing this is when uh, the Twilight movies were big in real life. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Probably. Or yeah. Vampire Diaries is probably an overlap in there. True, yeah. So, naturally, Dan runs into her at the food stand as they are talking about her. And Nate actually leaves at this moment without realizing uh, the girl he was just talking about is right in front of him. So, Dan forgets his wallet. But don't worry, because Olivia Burke, played by the Hillary Duff, wow. is here to save the day and to pay for him. Uh, Brendan, were you surprised to see Hillary Duff in this role? I was extremely surprised and extremely happy about it. What a, what a this yeah. is the best cameo of the show so far, and probably that will happen the entire series. <laughs> Listen, Hilary Duff has like a near one hundred percent approval rating. Everyone loves Hilary Duff. Everyone loved Lizzie McGuire. Um, we've already met most of my favorite re- recurring characters at this point, but now I think we have finally gotten to uh, pretty much all the main supporting characters that I'm going to love. We have finally gotten to the Hilary Duff era of Gossip Girl. Wow. What a time. Tierney, did you know that Hilary Duff was in Gossip Girl? You famously stopped watching after season one. <laughs> I didn't know. I was pleasantly surprised. So you were also surprised. I was. Oh, what but a great like, episode also not for you to cry for. Because it's like, you know, Elsa's if anything's going to save Gossip Girl, it's going to be Hilary Duff. Of course. I mean, I'm mostly just, uh, just used to the people that come on the show as cameos are usually nobody or somebody I don't know of or just like people like Scott. Just like just strange people that have people no acting like chops. <laughs> people like people like the great Chris Ridgey playing Scott. <laughs> wow, great pull. We had a, I mean, we had a couple of not to spoil again, but we also have Tyra Banks. I know, you know. Yes, I was gonna, one. I was gonna mention her too. Be like, you know, but I mean, she she really goes all out in this one. I'm very excited to talk about her character. <laughs> yeah, great one-two punch of the Duff and the Banks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I may be biased because I, along with everyone, love Hillary Duff, but I really love her character on Gossip Girl. Very exciting for me as well. And so Dan introduces himself, and Olivia realizes that Dan has no idea who she is, so she introduces herself as Kate. Yes. Uh, I mean, as soon as Dan and Nate were talking about this potential actress being at their school, um, to myself, like, Dan's going to bang this actress, isn't he? He's he's not going to know who she is. He's going to bang her. Oh, Dan. Uh, <laughs> so we didn't almost, get quite there, but yeah, he's close. Almost got there, yeah. Um, Blair's nerd friends are talking again. Uh, Brandon, Blair's nerd friends. About... <laughs> yes, <laughs> Brendan. Did you think they were? I think they all consider Blair a friend at this point. She's cursed <laughs> them out so. like in two two out of three episodes. Yeah, uh, Brendan. Do you think they were talking about politics again? Yeah, <laughs> I think they. I do still think they are talking about politics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, they were talking. Actually, I think they might have been, but only as it relates to uh, 1981 to 1983. He Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I understood this uh, a few episodes ago as well yeah this would be pretty funny if blair did somehow actually become friends with them but that could simply i know happen. there's like, a blair part never, of me that was like blair would never sink that low. right now this could this would be amazing what a friendship blair would literally never sink that low could no. you imagine um so <laughs> blair thinks that uh she's at the masters of the universe society thinking that it's some like kind of wall street finance club but uh she gets these comic dweebs she starts to spiral uh the, the main nerd in this group the one that does most of the talking calls blair young lady which was weird to, weird to me <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, were you in any uh, nerdy clubs like this in college? Um, I feel like I was, just knowing myself. I think I might have tried something. Uh, blacked it out, though. Yeah, black it out. Um, I was in a Humans vs. Zombies club for like a week where, I don't know if your school did this too, but there was this like week-long running thing that happened a couple times a year where like 100 people 
would get Nerf guns and bullets and like dress up uh, and you start with one person that was a zombie and if you got tagged you turn into a zombie but otherwise you could like freeze the zombies by shooting them with, with nerf bullets and i did that for about a that, week that feels like a new bolts thing yeah it, it was like their Very attempt productive. at doing like community paintball um but, but <laughs> right. like without like destroying the campus but it was pretty cool jeff, you, but jeff winger didn't show up he didn't show up but anytime anytime you were on your way to class you were um able to be attacked by zombies if you were inside any buildings you were not able to cause ruckus so those are kind of the rules there it was just a free-for-all okay. they just didn't care oh, it was a free-for-all yeah no oh, yeah wow. it's fine <laughs> it's fine <laughs> i would not have done well at new Paltz. <laughs> <laughs> so blair calls chuck she's complaining about nyu to him uh chuck asks what she expects from a place where the men wear sandals i i don't they have something really something against sandals in this. I don't know if I Josh Schwartz issue, is trying to make honestly. make a point with that. I mean, I agree with I Chuck. It. Sandals sandals suck. I, I feel like yeah. uh, the men wear sandals at most colleges. Well, I think, here's I think... the thing: it's like most men suck, and then you give them yeah. the worst shoe, and it's just a terrible combination. <laughs> right. And it's like, you really why are. would I want you to be in my presence now? Especially the sandals that have well, yeah, well, the sandals that like have the the toe holes too. Like yeah. I, I don't I don't mind yeah. so much the just the sort of sandals that are almost like slides especially slides slides yeah, aren't okay. that bad either like that's a good right. a good like slum in it look but uh, i think i think the more contemporary reference or like throwing shade at someone would be if the person was wearing crocs nowadays like she definitely would hate <gasps> crocs she would hate them so much but i'm i'm, I'm a croc lover but right. she would absolutely despise someone like wearing crocs in a cafe blair would hate crocs obviously but uh crocs are big right now they're really having a moment they really are i mean i i first saw them on a Tierney, one of your favorite people, uh, Mr. Carlson, started wearing them oh. around 10. Oh, you know Mr. <laughs> Carlson, too, Gabriel. Actually, my favorite man. Yeah, of course they know Mr. Carlson. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're, you're a winter track coach. Inventor of Crocs. Yeah. Inventor of Crocs. Yeah. They call him Crocs Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're not a fan yourself, Gagan? No, I would love a pair of Crocs. I would. I just don't want to spend any money on them. True. And then they're, they're pretty cheap. I think you can find a pair for like 40 bucks. Not too bad. That's not terrible. No. Um, and they last like Christmas forever. is coming up. Okay, oh, I guess you want me to buy them for you? Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, we could do a we could do a Lonely Boys uh, Secret Santa. <laughs> we each buy each other Crocs. <laughs> we get the guest. No, no, you're they, all, they all have crocs. to buy. Everyone oh, that's guested. Yeah. Wow, that's fun. Everyone who has guested on the show has to buy us a gift. That's a really good idea. Um, if you've been on three times, you have to give us three, three gifts. gifts. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> um, so Blair knows that uh, today is the first day of Connecticut. Oh, nope. <laughs> Jeez, I'm really struggling here. <laughs> let me let me explain to you what happened. <laughs> back to back lines. I have that Georgina is in Connecticut, and that Blair is, knows it's the first day of Constance. Uh, uh, so that that's what the first it's also day as we discussed very late, very late here on the East Coast. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Blair knows that the Connecticut first day of Constance. has just joined. <laughs> yeah, it seems like she's getting nostalgic for the good old days, which is very relatable. Also, we find out that uh, Georgina has told them she is in Connecticut visiting her parents for the week. We know that she is actually in Boston doing. God knows what with Scott. <laughs> Especially by the end of the episode, we are even more confused about it. Cause Scott yeah. is like so on board with her being here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No questions asked from Scott. He's like, yeah, I'm a block away from the restaurant. Don't worry. Can't wait to see you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back at Constance, I am very happy to report that Jenny and Eric are still inseparable. She has her arm around him. She's telling him this year at Constance is going to be so different. Um, 
at this point, you know, very exciting. You know, Eric may be her, her right-hand man, but uh, she just wants no more hierarchy, no more mean girls, no more copying how the queen dresses, a new era of sunlight and fairness. And uh, this does seem too good to be true. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I thought when I was watching him. Like, okay, this is fun and nice and all, but this is just not how it's going to go down, Lil J. Right. You can't have sunlight and fairness in Gossip Girl. It's not how it works. It's not the way it goes. Um, Jenny asks if, uh, where where Eric's boyfriend is, Jonathan, and Jonathan is apparently missing the first month of school because he's still at fencing camp in Torino. Like, what the fuck? Like, sure, he's rich. He goes to fencing camp. I get it. What kind of camp is, like, over a month long, and what kind of camp makes you miss a month of school? <laughs> right. Camp. Yeah, camp. Well, that's the one. Come yeah, on. you just you that's just answered it. <laughs> What a weird excuse to not have, like, okay, I guess if people were really, like, I don't think anyone was like, where the fuck is Jonathan? Like, no one was clamoring for him, not not that he's a terrible character, but, like, no one was, like, wondering where he is. And I don't know why they had to figure out an excuse to write him off and be like, yeah, he'll be at fencing camp for the next month. Yeah, I I guess all the kids are just like, oh, wow, he he must be really good. He made it to the fall section of fencing camp (laughs) for the elite only. Yeah, we meet. Summer fencing camp. Yeah, all the losers go to summer fencing camp, yeah. and only only the truly good fencers stay in the fall. <laughs> so we meet Jenny's we meet Jenny's new minions, who apparently already know their role at the school. I don't know I don't know who made them into minions. Cause it seems like Jenny did not. And <laughs> I love that Eric greets him with a "Oh, that's disturbing." because yeah, it is. <laughs> Eric's great. I mean, again, limited screen time, but every time, like he, he hits a hundred percent when he's when he's on the screen. I changed my mind. He has taken hillary duff's place oh wow that's a very just good that, just story. with that line yeah <laughs> so carmen celeste and jane are the new minions they're here to make sure jenny gets exactly what she wants this year and uh jenny tells them first wash your eyes and then to go tell everyone i need to talk to everyone so jenny's about to hold a school meeting and eric is already making fun of jenny and her new era of sunlight and fairness but uh still in still in good spirits as of now nothing has gone terribly wrong yet yeah still in good spirits but she's also at this point, already bossing people around, so <laughs> things are, are changing. Yeah, but she's she's bossing them around to try to get them to understand that she doesn't want people to be bossed around. Yeah, right. But I, but she has the power if she needs it. She does. Yes. So Rufus and his new daughter Serena are, are role playing, and <laughs> oh, Rufus. <laughs> let's run that back real quick. <laughs> and, uh, Rufus is in the role of Lily. Uh, Brendan, I know you've been missing Lily, and she she had not. I don't know if you knew she was going to return yet or not. So I, before you knew she was coming back, was this Rufus impression of Lily scratching that itch for you? Sort of. Um, I was trying my best to picture him with a blonde wig, and it, it did something for me. <laughs> okay, good to know. Uh, Tierney, I don't know if you know this about Brendan, but uh, he's got a a real he's thing got for mommy Lily. issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that must be what it is. Yeah. It's be. yeah. <laughs> so. They're planning out how Serena is going to tell Lily that uh, Serena's not going to Brown. And Serena knows her mom so well, she's, like, giving Rufus pointers, <laughs> giving Rufus notes as he's reacting to what she's saying. It is a pretty funny impression <laughs> funny. that he's doing. And it's also funny that Serena's, like, correcting him. I, I definitely enjoyed this. Um, it was good. I like, like we're just telling her him how to be annoyed at her. Like, no, you're not being yeah, just he's the like, right no, no, way. No, she, wouldn't, yeah, she wouldn't do this. She'd kind of shake her head at this point. So. This matter, she, she knows it so well because it happens so often to her. Yeah, every week she's uh, annoyed at her about something. Uh, Lily's coming back tomorrow. She still no one's told her about the Scott drum or anything. She's missed a lot. She's got she's got a lot to be filled in on. But tomorrow comes very quickly as Lily is already going back. And Brendan, you must have been going crazy. I was going. I was going crazy. <laughs> All right. <thank> you. <laughs> 
crazy. <laughs> You're spot okay, on. Can, can confirm you were going crazy. Uh, Rufus does. Rufus does what Brendan wishes he could do and plants a wet one on her. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, was that a, a good O or like a ew O? Both. <laughs> a Little good ew O. I also have mommy issues. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cece is feeling so much better. So Lily thought she would surprise the family. And uh, then she realizes Serena is here and not at Brown. So more on that later. We For now, we have to get back to Dan and Kate. So she seems to be very excited. And I say Kate, meaning Olivia, of course. But right. at, at as, point, as of Dan now. still knows her as Kate. So yeah. Uh, she seems to be very excited to take all these college courses. She had to convince a lot of people to let her come here. And she is going to make the most of it. And so Dan turns on the charm here. He's very welcoming. But Kate has to go move in. And Dan tries to ask her how he can pay her back for the coffee. But she just says it was her treat. And Dan doesn't get a phone number or a room number or anything. Yeah, this is it, insane. It, is Kate well? Yeah, insane by Dan to not like press her, like to be like, oh, like, can I, I might whatever. never but, see you ever again. Yeah, exactly. It's, well, small, small campus like NYU. He's bound to run into her again. Um, <laughs> d- does Kate not re- like? Is she purposefully like not giving him a number? Like, because wouldn't she be like, oh yeah, you're asking me how I can pay you back? Like, I, uh, I don't know, my treat, but here's my number or whatever. If you want to catch up, yeah. uh, when I move in or whatever. Like, she also does not. I mean, she must just figure, like, I'm going to be too busy for this little schmuck. You know, also, these famous people, sometimes they're not the best at uh, social cues. That's true. Are you talking from experience? It sounds like you are. Do you, well, yeah. Are you dating as, a famous as person? Local, as a famous as, person. Oh, I was going to say, I'm the local person. celebrity. Oh, okay. That is true. Sometimes I don't pick up on social cues. <laughs> um, One of those things is true. <laughs> <laughs> I am a local celebrity. Anyway, yeah. Serena... <laughs> 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 Serena is now telling Lily for real, and Rufus is actually Team Serena now after spending the first couple of episodes <laughs> anti-Serena in this, and he's supporting her, deferring for a year. Um, again, literally nothing wrong with a gap year. More people should probably do it. So I, it's just it's so annoying to be Serena and being like, "This is what I want," and yeah. for Lily to just be like not hearing it. You know, you know who had a great gap year? Do you want to guess? Uh, I'll just tell you, Aaron Judge in twenty seventeen. He still had the gap tooth at that time, and uh, pretty sure he broke uh, the rookie home run record that year. Wow, what a shoehorn of Aaron Judge! To get to <laughs> if I knew more about football, I would have said Michael Strahan, but I don't know. Those are my two gap people. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> Serena promises she's going to do something productive, like when she's here, like a job or an internship. And uh, Lily thinks she's just getting cold feet, but Serena says she isn't ready and she doesn't know who she is. And Brendan, Lily and you actually sharing a brain on this one because she says something that you said a couple weeks ago, and she's <sighs> like, "That's why people go to college to figure it out." See, this she, this is why me and her jive so well together. As soon as she was speaking, <laughs> she was being like a, an annoying mom, but what she's saying yeah. makes total sense. And I, like you said, I was saying how you have all this money being thrown at you all the time because I'm rich, being your mom. Yes. Can you just go to college if you don't know what the fuck you want to do? Just go there and just. Instead of walking around the streets of New York City, bumping into Carter, just bump into new people. <laughs> bumping into Carter all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she she has a an accurate burn on her daughter here when she's like, "I love you, but you've never worked a day in your life." It's true. That's also her <laughs> her fault for just giving her yeah. credit cards. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, she also accused her of gallivanting in Europe for the summer when uh she doesn't know that Serena was actually looking for her father, but uh, and she says I she didn't, didn't know find that either. Well, yeah, because she leaves it very vague when uh when. Lily's like, I thought you were finding yourself in Europe. And then Serena's like, I didn't find what I was looking for. And that, that big pause was uh, the what she was looking for was actually her her daddy. Daddy. Oh, wow. Brendan may have mommy issues, but Serena has some daddy issues. Yeah. I have those two. 
<laughs> Parental issues. Parental issues. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Serena doubles down. She's not going to go to college. She's determined to find a job. She storms off. Rufus apologizes to Lily. He says he thought about ca- calling her. It is kind of weird that he didn't uh, call Lily, even though she was with her sick mother. Lily's like, yeah, no, I get it. You didn't want to bother me. But really, it was because Rufus was scared of her. That's, that's probably actually, I think Serena even calls him out on this at some point yeah. during all this. But uh, we, we get the reveal that Cece is not toast. I thought she would be dead. I thought, I thought she, thought she would be dead. I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. They had the funeral attire ready. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's seemingly doing well. And then we get Lily say, make no mistake, I am back and she is going to Brown. Lily giving everyone chills right now. Such a Lily move. And she goes, and so am I. I had to use the toilet. <laughs> what? <laughs> you remember that part? Oh my god! No, that, no that's, again, that's the, that's the version that you have. Dream of yours, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rufus, Rufus is such a cock. He doesn't even fight back when Lily's like, she's going to Brown. He's like, just okay, like, uh, I, I mean, it's it's her daughter, not his. So I guess. Oh yeah, I know. He can't say too much, but he, he is. Yeah. A cock. I don't, I won't fight you on the fact that. He's a cock. <laughs> uh, Jenny's giving her speech. There is no more hierarchy. The steps of the Met will no longer be restricted to a certain crowd. No more Nertinis. No more headbands. Again, I don't know what the, the anti-headband <laughs> movement... I guess it just symbolizes like every, does, the Blair, yeah. the Blair uh, era. This is a the new Blair. era. Let freedom reign. Jenny has delivered her Ten Commandments, and everyone applauds. Eric looks on very approvingly and also claps. And uh, Jenny is really pleased with herself, but her minions are rolling their eyes. Yeah, you know, it's it just... it's. Getting closer and closer to that time where she's just going to be put in her place briefly, and then she will rise to power again. But it's fun to see her giving a little speech here. Oh yeah, I loved it. This is what we've been missing. Yeah, uh, Jenny in her in her queen bee spot at school. Her hair's a little bit better this episode too. It's looking less scraggly. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah. She's. We're finding some semblance of the old Blair in there. Yeah, definitely. So uh, Blair's nerdy friends are meeting again. And uh, they're talking about their favorite politician, Skeletor. And so Blair, Blair I why is Blair torturing herself? She's sitting next to the nerd table again for some reason. Like, why does she keep going to this coffee shop and like sitting next to them? Why doesn't she go literally anywhere else? Yeah, just to stay in her room. This, this nice new room you just yeah, made up exactly. for yourself. Exactly. So Celeste, the minion, has Blair's number for some reason and texts her, help, Jenny Humphrey is destroying everything. So Blair, I mean, I guess Blair is just looking for any excuse to go back to Constance, but... I feel like this couldn't have been a surprise for Blair. She must have known what kind of ruler Jenny would be when she crowned her. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember fully, but didn't she tell Blair she didn't want to do that? Yeah. She's like, I choose you anyway. <laughs> so this is what you get, Blair. Exactly. But she sees the message. She's like, oh, thank God. I have a reason to return home where everything makes sense. And uh, the, the anti-sandal episode continues as she tells one of the hippies in the coffee shop that sandals are not shoes. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, how would you react if you were just sitting at a coffee shop in, in New Paltz and a girl just came up to you and, and frantically said, by the way, sandals are not shoes, and then just left? Yeah, oh, that, that, that could like happen. a very New Paltz thing, though, yeah. Yeah, but, but the person yelling at you would not be wearing any shoes. Yeah. Or, like, clothes. Yeah. Don't wear yeah. sandals, just don't wear shoes at all. <laughs> right. Don't wear clothes at all. That's more my, my mantra. <laughs> Your mantra? Mantra. So, mantra. Don't bring mom into this. <laughs> 
Vanessa comes back to her room. She is expecting a new roommate. She meets the person who works for her instead. And she's fixing up the room. She even took down one of Vanessa's posters. Good for her. And <laughs> she's hung up a bunch of the uh, the Endless Nights vampire posters, which I have to feel like Olivia would, would find pretty tacky. Like, posters of your own movies just hanging up in, in your dorm room. <laughs> Come on. Well, I mean, most of my bedroom is fan art of Lonely Boy stuff. Lonely Boy's merch. <laughs> yeah. Lots of merch. <laughs> That's when Vanessa finds out her new roommate is none other than movie star Olivia Burke. What are the odds? On such a wow. small campus like NYU, this was bound to happen. Of course, she is rooming with Vanessa. And, I mean, I love the outfit. She, we have to point out the hat that Olivia Burke is wearing. She's also notably wearing a New York Mets shirt. She must be very upset. <laughs> trying to fit in. As you have said. What up? I'm just your local Mets fan, Kate. <laughs> Honestly, it, I, I, this is no – it is actually some slander to the Mets fans. The Met fans are definitely the kind of people that would be wearing fedoras. And you would not see a Yankee fan caught dead in a fedora. Why, he, why is Olivia wearing a fedora all episode? <laughs> it's 2009. I guess this is like the, gotta be the last year for fedoras, though. Let her live. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> you think Olivia Bur- Burke killed it? No, she oh, she let it live on for a little bit longer. With the fedora that yeah, she extended. It. Yeah, she extended it a little longer. Mets killed oh. the fedora. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Olivia is apologizing. She says she had no idea her publicist was doing all that. And uh, again, she actually seems like a very cool, down-to-earth person. Kind of unfair that Vanessa gets to be the one that rooms with her and, like, presumably become BFFs with her. Yeah, that is kind of unfair. Uh, I- I'm wondering how famous she is in there. We're like, what what level TV star? She's would she be like a, a CW type of person, right? You know, like well, maybe she'd be on this show. Maybe like if Hillary Duff in 2009 were your maybe. NYU roommate. Maybe yeah. Okay. But I mean, if these if these vampire knights movies are anything as big as Twilight would would were, uh, she'd be a very big star. Also, apparently, this new movie she's in is is supposed to get her an Oscar. So we'll see. Maybe her mm. fame skyrockets after that. I, and it is a good question because why would a movie star be dorming on co- a college campus? Like obviously, that was my she, first question. She says she just keeps saying it. she wants a normal college experience, but like she has to know that's not possible. She's she's a movie <laughs> <Right>. star. <laughs> Yeah, especially think, in that level, too, like you have... said, going for an Oscar, you can't just be going to yeah. college while you're in your Oscar run. In the dorm. In, in the a dorm. dorm. In, in, in a freshman dorm. Yeah, yeah, take the classes yeah. or, like, get the honorary doctorate right. or whatever. But it... You think you'd have, like, a right. private apartment nearby? I guess it's just down how down-to-earth Olivia is. So she's just as excited to meet her her roommate, uh, Vanessa Abrams, as, as she exclaims. And she says, just two girls going to NYU. And... <laughs> so Olivia is pretty annoyed that her publicist Casey gave Vanessa and the rest of the hall uh, confidentiality waivers, and I, I guess I don't know what they're for. I guess it it, it can't get out that she's dorming at NYU. I guess, <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Or like anything that the, that comes across uh, their desks as far as spoilers to movies. Right. If she's like just blabbering on about like, oh, I did this in the movie. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I would guess yeah. it's probably something like if you're signing it. There's certain things on that paper that you're signing to that you cannot do. Like you probably yeah. can't take pictures of her or stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you've signed your rights away. You, I mean, you have to. Right. 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 Yeah. Vanessa could be taking pictures of her while she gets changed. Yeah. She could be doing that. Could yeah. Make yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's the first place your mind went. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> I have a whole collection of all my roommates over the years. <laughs> 
Uh, this admission just keeps getting creepier and creepier. <laughs> I've had a lot of different roommates, too. A lot of different body types. Oh, no. <laughs> Good to know. Peter right, is so. very excited right now. <laughs> we have a uh, we have an interview montage with Serena as she's trying to get a job. She has an interview with, with Tori Birch, and she seems to be making the rounds to all the, all the jobs or internships in the fashion and art industry. And to her credit, she is volunteering to work for nothing. And I feel like having a big name at your company might be a good thing. I don't know. Serena se- does not seem to be having any luck. I don't know. What's the worst that could happen if you hire Serena Vanderwoodson to intern for you for a few months? Yeah, I, I guess I just they'd have to end up babysitting her, and because she really brings nothing to, to the table. Like one of the people says to her, <laughs> "You know, we're not we're not a backup for college. We want people to go to college <laughs> first before they come here instead of just ditching it and trying to work here." That's true. That's, that's true. And she says, t- she says too, she's like, "They want me to be here, but they don't want me to work here," which totally makes right. sense. Yeah, they want. Yeah, exactly. They they want her to. They want to. Yeah. What, what what you just said. I don't. I'm I'm rambling. They want they want the celebrity <laughs> aspect of her. Just to, they Exa- want, exactly. Yeah. I was trying to phrase it better than you did, but then I, I couldn't. I just failed. I just spectacularly failed. <laughs> it's impossible. Sometimes I just phrase things so goodly. words. <laughs> Serena's Serena's on the phone, and it's kind of unbelievable that Serena Vanderwoodson wouldn't be able to pull some strings and get a job somewhere. Like I, I mean, I mean. I guess maybe she's looking for a very specific job, and that's why she she can't do it. But mm-hmm. she's got to be able to find somewhere. And Blair's on the other line, and Serena wants to know why she sounds so happy. Apparently, Blair had to quell a revolution, and so Serena hears all this. She sits down at a table at a restaurant, and just so happens to sit at the table right next to Olivia and her publicist, while Olivia is yelling at Casey about how she doesn't want to make anyone sign confidentiality waivers. And what good luck for Serena, as she is going to be able to find a job anyway. Uh, after all. This makes sense how she found a job, too, just by being her charming self. Yes, exactly. Because Casey is here trying to make sure Olivia's floor mates don't hate her by inviting them all to her big movie premiere tomorrow. And Olivia, again, she says, I just want a normal college experience, even though she is going to a movie premiere the next day. Like, these two things just don't match. You can't either take some time off from the movies and go to college or, like, lean into the fact that you're not just going to have a normal college experience when you're going to movie premieres and starring in movies. <laughs> yeah, or, or just like start your college career after your Oscar run. <laughs> I uh, I kept expecting a little cartoon Lizzie McGuire to pop up to let us know what you was thinking. Never, it, it I never was happened. hoping, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been, been a great touch. But... Yeah. <laughs> so the paparazzi is here for once, and uh, for once it's not for Serena. And so Casey actually called them over to take pictures of Olivia. And again, I feel bad for Olivia because this lady is just not listening to her or taking her seriously at all. I don't know why Olivia stays with this girl. Like, she just clearly does that she not wants. like her. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, what's the point of having a publicist if she, like, doesn't listen to anything you tell her? Yes, good question. She should hire Serena instead. Exactly. I mean, Serena does a great job. I feel. I feel like in, in, as does. a publicist. So yeah, I don't know what, like, what exactly a publicist's job is as far as like what Serena's doing. Like, is that under the like what you're supposed to like your your responsibilities? Because Serena's what she does for Tyra Banks is more just be like right. emotional she support. Is, uh, she's the diva whisperer, as as uh, Casey calls her. So Serena tells Olivia the secret way out through the kitchen and. Because, you know, she knows something about being harassed by the paparazzi. I love that she has to let Olivia know that as well. She can't just, like, let her infer that. She has to explicitly state, yeah, they were following me around for a while, so I learned the back exit everywhere. You know, I'm, I'm kind of famous, just like you, Olivia Burke. <laughs> yeah, she is very famous. I love how famous Serena is, honestly. It's, pr- it's pretty cool that she's almost at a level of uh, a movie star. Yeah, she's just a, a socialite. Who yeah. do you think is more famous, Olivia Burke or Serena Vanderwoodson? Uh, I, I want to say Olivia Burke, just because... 
Serena's just famous for being... Serena could easily get, like, her own reality TV show soon, and then that would kind of oh, push yeah. her over the edge. But for now, I think Olivia Burke has the edge. Yes. Okay. I, I'll I'll agree with that. And so, Olivia is very thankful. She knows who Serena is. She loved her dress at, uh, at the Met Ball. And when she leaves, Casey... Serena, she was very impressed with Serena's work. She calls her the Diva Whisperer, which is insane because Olivia is like the opposite of a diva. And all Serena did was listen to her and actually give her helpful advice. Like, Casey, you could do this too. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, just like just Penny be Cunningham. nice. Yeah, just be good. Who, who is this actress? Like, what is she oh, from? I don't know I the actress. Oh, okay. I thought that was uh, not that I know her. of, I don't think. She looks very oh, familiar. No, she's, she says her like full name in this in this scene. She says she's Kenny Cunningham, Casey for short. Oh, very, very cool. <laughs> very edgy <laughs> so they get to talking once serena mentions she's looking for a job casey asks if she ever thought about publicity so this publicity job just magically falls into serena's lap good for her um constance the new minions are terrorizing the school they I guess they were just like really upset when they realized they wouldn't get a chance to bully their classmates as as minions <laughs> are promised so. right yeah Inform Jenny that they're going back to the old way. Queen's hierarchy. No Brooklyn wannabes. Sorry, little Jay. And then that little thing tips them off. And then also Eric realizes that their headbands were monogrammed with BW. So they have a little suspicion about who's behind all this. At this point, if if I was like Eric and Jenny, I'd be like, this is kind of sad, Blair. Like, why, why are you so <laughs> yeah, involved Yeah, right? This? I'd be like, are you kidding me? You, like, you came back to the school for this? You came back to high school for this? You're at NYU and you're coming back yeah. to high school to do this? That's like if you came back from Albany and like helped out with the seniors pep rally or something. I feel like people do that. I feel like you might be uh, shady. Yeah, that's I feel like very you London. <laughs> I stand by it. That's embarrassing. I'm pretty sure there are people from your grade still doing that. All of the Londoners people listening to this podcast just turned it off in disgust. <laughs> I said it like it was the most ridiculous thing too. I can't believe that's a real thing. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, you do like you, out, people out there. Yeah, you made some enemies. <laughs> It'd be like someone coming back. It'd be like doing what players. It's like coming back to high school and like getting involved with the politics or something. Yeah, that's more like, so. Yeah, if you get involved yeah. in the bullying of the school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, who's the popular kids this year? Who are we bullying? <laughs> <laughs> and you think that's not what they're doing when they go to pep rally? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's what a pep rally is. They don't want you to know about that. So. And then Nate. Nate is upset that Dan didn't get the girl's number. Because like, Nate would have already been locked in a room with her for 24 hours. That's how Nate operates. <laughs> um, Bree isn't here this week because she is in Texas for the weekend. A, a much more rational excuse than Fencing Club for a month, I, I feel They should like. have said that, too. Like, she's also in Fencing Club for He's also, a month. That's where Georgina is as well. They all just go to Fencing Club. So, Kate walks in, and Dan points her out. Nate turns around. He can't believe what he's seeing. He called Nate dumb a lot, but I'll give him credit for being smart enough to realize mid-sentence that he should not reveal to Dan who Kate actually is. He goes, Dan, that's... And then, like, catches himself and says, a sign you should ask her out. Brilliant work. Great save. He's a, he's a good friend. But it is kind of funny. He does do, like, a, a stupid guy sort of like, oh, oh man, what's going to happen? <laughs> I, I feel like he's adorable in this scene. He is adorable. He's, really, he is, he's giggling to himself. No, I like him a lot. He's, Dan's fantastic college experience continues. He's like, he's just, he's really killing it. Now he's he going really out to, to a movie star without knowing she's a movie star. <laughs> ask, to better. ask out Kate. Yeah, except Kate is not answering to her name for whatever reason. He's like, Kate, Kate. Hey, and uh, also, why aren't more people making a big deal about this big movie star just sitting in the coffee shop or the cafe or wherever they are? That's what I, I, I have guess, a hard time believing. Yeah, maybe everyone in New York is just really good at playing it cool. Like, you know, New, New Yorker, mm. New Yorkers know. Like, you, you don't bother the celebrities. Maybe when she right. walked in, she announced in the doorway, I'm Kate. 
and yeah, everyone kind of assumed like oh, it's okay. me I'm Kate. every room I walk into that's what I do <laughs> I'm Kate. Kate hi I'm Kate <laughs> what the hell what a deranged thing if well-known movie star Olivia Burke just started entering rooms being like hello it's me Kate hi how you doing Kate you know one. <laughs> it's me normal college girl Kate what's going on what <laughs> but she says it at the door before she opens it yeah um, so olivia realizes who that dan is uh talking to him and she starts talking to dan or starts talking to her she starts talking to dan and uh dan starts trying to ask her out but olivia gets a text message hey larry king called where are you and so dan is <laughs> it sounds like the beginning of a bad joke larry king called <laughs> <laughs> larry king called he wants his suspenders back is there anything else that larry king <laughs> <laughs> just suspenders yeah no, nothing else fedora maybe he wants his fedora back. That'd be a good burn by Casey. There you go. <laughs> Dan's trying to set this date up for tomorrow, but Olivia's like, fuck Larry King. Let's go right now. And so Fuck Larry King. Another... It sounds like a new game we could play. <laughs> the classic you've heard of the classic fuck Mary Kill. This is fuck Larry King. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Who would you fuck? Who would you Larry? Who would you king? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that game. Fuck Larry King. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so right now works great for Dan. He takes her to a place right around the corner. Uh, poor Nate getting ditched, just just like Larry King just did. Maybe Nate and Larry King can meet up somewhere. But, um, <laughs> but Nate, Nate goes on that interview not... instead. That'd be great. <laughs> great side adventure. Hey, Olivia, send, send me what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> It obviously does not care. He's very supportive of Dan. Gives him a fist pump. Starts laughing to himself uh, when they leave. Like I said, he's great in the scene. Very adorable. And this is the last we see of That's Nate. it. Doesn't even he doesn't even get to go to the movie premiere. Oh, poor guy. Wow. Doesn't get invited. Really to the should have gone. He's really fucked up going to Columbia instead of NYU with the rest of his friends. It's it's tough because this is <laughs> the only reason why Vanessa's useful is because she gets Nate into the stuff. Yeah. Why didn't he just go to NYU? I. I I have no you idea. really need to go Ivy League? Like they Harry had enough yeah. trouble like keeping him in the plots, and then they wrote him out exactly. of the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So Serena and her new boss, Casey, she wants her to work with Olivia's co-star. I guess, no, I was going to say, I, I guess uh, Sla doesn't have a publicist, but I believe Casey is her publicist, and she's just giving, she's just like handing her off to Serena. Yeah, I don't want this. Because uh, she, she does not want to deal with the bullshit. As she, she makes her grand entrance saying, <laughs> this dress is too blue. This dress is too red. This dress is too pink. Just like already a character a caricature <laughs> of, uh, of a diva. Like, and and it is Tyra Banks. What a star-studded episode. Uh, are you guys big uh, Tyra Banks guys? Absolutely. Um, I'm a medium. I don't. I don't really take her or leave her. She does like a terrible jo- like what she she does a terrible job hosting America's Got Talent when hey. she's on. But it it kind of just a made talent. her that much. It kind of just made her that much funnier. Like, it was funny, like, <laughs> that she was just being Tyra Banks as the host of America's <laughs> Got Talent. My mom hates her as a host, both of this and as of uh, and as the host of Dancing with the Stars. She, uh, not a big Tyra Banks fan, but hey, I loved her in this episode, so. Yeah, she was good in here. I, like, I liked it. She was funny. Yeah, I thought she was good. It was very funny. She storms in. She's complaining about everything. She starts to yell at Casey. Uh, Casey just introduces her to Serena. And like I said, great, great first entrance. And what a great first client that Serena has. And Serena does not look that face. She's the diva whisperer. This is nothing to her. Yeah, she comes in with a bang. And I, I guess Serena's just like, this is what being a publicist is. I just got to put out fires. 
Yeah. At the very next scene, they're already laying on opposite ends of the couch and seem to be getting along quite well. Ursula's laughing with Serena, telling her she must have thought she was crazy. And uh, she seems a lot more sane here as she explains to Serena that this movie is making her lose her mind. And like we said, Serena, clearly the diva whisper, because this girl like fucking loves her already and is enthusiastically talking to her about her work. In particular, this one scene that she's really excited for, and she calls it the best work she's ever done. And this makes sense because she doesn't really have any actual skills, Serena. So this, this <laughs> job is perfect for her just to talk to another woman, like a rich, wealthy just to talk woman. to celebrities. Yeah, to be yeah, it's a right. Gossip girl, right? Yeah, to be the titular gossip girl. So, Chuck pays Blair a visit. He wants to know why she wasn't in her dorm last night, and she's like, "Oh, I'm tutoring a few girls from Constance." And Chuck calls her bluff. She's like, "Oh, why don't we go to this movie premiere that everyone on your floor is going to?" And no, nah, she already has an all-night cram session with the 2Ds. And Rhoda really blows it for Blair here. She asks out when she should set up the beds uh, before or after the manicurist arrives. So welcome back to Rhoda, first of all. She's <laughs> been a, it's been a couple episodes. And obviously we're seeing here that Blair could not hack it with the NYU college folks. So she's trying her old tricks again, back at her old stomping ground. Uh, definitely not surprising it happens. But like I was saying, Blair should be too good for this. She should be. Um, she, but she's doing what she knows for now. Uh, she just needs a little bit of a pick-me-up to, to get her on her feet, a little bit of a confidence booster. Yeah. I mean, not to relate this back to myself, as I always do, but I remember the first time I came home for Thanksgiving break, freshman year at college, I was like, damn, this is so much better than Albany. I didn't even want to go back to Albany. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I was I was so fed up with a lot of the people I had met at Albany already <laughs> through <laughs> half a semester of college. Uh, but then, don't worry, I ended up having the time. I know, you, you ended up loving it so much. It's a it's a funny, yeah. interesting thing. Thank you, thank you for thinking that's funny and interesting. It really is more funny. Let me tell you, spring semester, I, I didn't really think it was that funny. Or <laughs> <laughs> Let me Next. tell you something. <laughs> Fall semester of sophomore year. That's when I really came into my own. Oh yeah. You know the expression "big man on campus." Um, I I think I've heard. Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's that's what it was. That's the one. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was a big man on campus. <laughs> but I was the big man on Albany's campus with Ganesh telling stories of me. <laughs> telling, telling the fictional lore of T. Raw. Yeah, the drug lord. <laughs> you go by T. Raw, T. Raw, Brendan's drug lord. I'm surprised sister. they didn't bring that up in my uh. Background check for the Air Force. Yeah, probably, yeah that <laughs> is, is kind of surprising. Raw. Yeah, they're not that good at their jobs, I guess. <laughs> no. So, so uh, Chuck gives Blair a very disappointed look, and he asks if she's throwing the Waldorf annual sleepover. And Blair justifies this by saying that Jenny is destroying everything she worked for, and she needs to do something. Again, she knew who Jenny was when she chose her, so this shouldn't be surprising. It's obviously just because she needs she needs power back. She can't get it at NYU, so she knows she can get it at Constance. And otherwise, like, why would she even care about what's going on at Constance? Right. She's just she's going in the wrong direction. Yeah, she she should not care at all. This is the thing. She should not have any ties to this whatsoever. But it's all Chuck, she's got. Chuck gives her some some great side eye in this scene. He does not, he's not buying any of this. That's kind of his role, I feel like, so far this season is to just be like her, her weird dad. <laughs> Enough with the daddy issues. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's like, everyone... <laughs> no, no, no. Go back to college. <laughs> in, in so many words. So, Dan and Kate on their date, and he's helping her get adjusted to the new college life. She's very appreciative. I guess this is actually the next day because he mentions... Uh, about doing something tonight and then very quickly takes it back because it's a big ta- dating taboo to go two nights in a row. Um, that's true, Brendan. How, lo- how long did you wait in between uh, your first and second dates with Fiance of the Pod? Um, about a year or so. What? 
I don't know. If sorry, we, I, don't know I don't know if we've ever actually gone on a date before. So only we only spend time in the smush room, baby. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. No, no. I, I, in college, you, you don't really go on like dates proper. Like I, I, I'd say I'm, I've Just maybe fuck. gone on. Yeah, I guess I, I've only gone on like one <laughs> one date, uh, and it was not with Nicole. Oh, uh, huh. oh, huh. was it with Scandal? It was with someone else, but it was really just to get coffee. Um, but me and when, by the time me and Nicole were getting Nicole coffee and stuff, we were already like dating. Yeah, it's crazy. So I don't know. We just spend time with friends. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's your what's your role? How, how many uh, how many days in between your first two dates? Uh, probably a few days. I'm you know, I'm a catch. People don't <laughs> want to wait too long. True. They, they couldn't wait yeah. to, to slide back into your DMs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Olivia tells Dan that she really likes him, but she tries to warn him that her life is way more complicated than he knows. And Dan is like, try me. And to Dan's credit, he has had some pretty complicated girlfriends, as he keeps saying. I, I feel like Olivia would really be the least of his worries, but and she, she, she actually doesn't know how complicated Dan's life has been. Yeah. So Dan's like, listen, you're funny and smart. You're actually so beautiful that people keep stopping in the middle of the street just to <laughs> stare at funny. you. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly she's just so refreshingly normal, which I'm sure is nice for her to hear. But then Dan kind of blows it by saying his last girlfriend was always in the spotlight and it was yeah, kind of hard to date it. her. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Olivia clearly did know who Serena is, but I guess she's not familiar enough with her to know who she's dated. Like how in the spotlight was Dan when he was dating Serena? Do you think people would like know mm. who he is just by dating Serena? I feel like they probably didn't know him by name in the papers. Like they're just calling him like brown haired boy or something. I mean, people know who Joe Alwyn is. That's true, but I think well, this is a different level of person here between the big T Swift and uh, <laughs> Serena. Like she's not she's not that level yet. Oh, okay. All right, I'll tell her you said that. We're, we're super fans. Oh. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> um, Olivia gets a text about being late to the premiere and tells Dan she has to go and then tells him that, unfortunately, she's not the girl he's looking for. I, I mean, at this point, if you're already breaking it off, like, why not give him the actual reason? Like, why, why not just tell him at this point? He, he <laughs> says he doesn't understand, and she's just like, you will. He like, keeps it very out. cryptic. Yeah, so she just leaves Dan's, like, done fact. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out soon enough. Like, just tell him. Uh, yeah, I, I guess she's just a, a cryptic son of a bee. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> At a rare Jenny and Chuck scene, we, we certainly do not get a lot of these two together, especially knowing their history, so this was definitely interesting. And an even rarer Jenny and Chuck team up against Blair, as they both have the same agenda in wanting Blair to be brought back to reality. Yeah, I was pretty excited for them to team up, but I didn't really know what exactly they were going to do to to get a- after I didn't Blair. like that. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had some of them, I think in season two, um, kind of acknowledge the whole season one, episode one sort of thing. Um, and after that, they were like more cordial with each other, but never like friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is definitely interesting because like they're not really pals. Since Chuck was like, listen, if you move in here, I'll move out. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, they have not really talked since then. Uh, it seems like Jenny has forgotten about it. Water under the bridge. Like she is very fine with Chuck in this this episode. And Chuck wants to get the crown back in Jenny's rightful hands. Uh, but Jenny says she doesn't. people don't want her style of leadership. They want the hierarchy and the policing and, and being told where they rank. And I, I, don't know, I don't know why people want this. Like, the former leaders must have really fucked them up. Like, people are just conditioned to want to be, like, told where they rank in the school. Yeah, the rest of it, they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. And Chuck very interestingly tells Jenny, I need you. You're fooling yourself if you don't think you were born to rule this school. And he gives Jenny, like, 
Wait, the pep talk here. He talks about her humble origins in Brooklyn, about how she went toe to toe with Blair and actually won her respect. He calls her to action. He's like, now that the dream is coming true, you owe it to her to live it. Like, I, does he actually believe any of this or is he just trying to play it up to Jenny so he can get Blair back? I think he does just because he loves Blair so much that uh, anyone that can really stand toe to toe with her gets his respect too in turn. So I, 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 if I was Jenny, I wouldn't be able to not do what he says because I would, he's hyping me up so much being Jenny. Yeah. I'm like, well, let me, I guess I'll do it. I don't even want to, but now I do. Yeah. do. <laughs> this was quite the speech from Chuck. Yeah, it really was. Ursula is screaming. She's lost her mother's ring. She can't go to the premiere because it's her good luck charm. Luckily, the diva whisperer Serena is here. She reminds her that she simply put it in her bag yesterday, and she she gives it to her. And Ursula is so grateful. <laughs> She's also very nervous. Serena's able to calm her down. I, I I really do love this job for Serena. Like it seems like she has found her calling. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange job. Um, it works out. All she has to do is remember where <laughs> Ursula puts her ring. <laughs> Yeah. While <laughs> Ursula's getting ready, Casey delivers Serena the bad news that the scene that Ursula is so proud of got cut. I, I don't know how, but I bet Casey had something to do with this somehow. Like, she is just an evil <laughs> You think person. somehow she has some weight in the editing yeah. room. He said, cut it. Cut the scene. <laughs> so, <laughs> Serena wants to tell Ursula, but Casey obviously tells her not to because then Ursula will ditch the premiere, which will hurt her career. And uh, So this is actually for her own good. And as you know, I am famously a fan of letting people, especially grown adults, make their own decisions. And also, you know, like we say, honestly, best policy. Also, giving all the giving people all the information. So, obviously, I am not Team Casey on this one. No, definitely not. I mean, we still don't know like the whole thing she, she's trying to do here at this point. Uh, which yeah. just makes it worse when we do find out what her ultimate goal was. Exactly. Yeah. And Serena's conflicted. Uh, she also gets a text from Rufus that he has convinced Lily to come to the premiere. And as as we hear Ursula wailing and yelling for Serena to help her with her hair, we just keep hearing her, <laughs> Serena, help me with my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Serena, my hair. <laughs> didn't want Ursula to know. She could have just not told Serena either, but like she wants to play these mind games with Serena as well. Yeah, she's. I guess she's testing her to see if she can trust her to right. help her fuck over all of her she clients. She says later, she's like, she's like, now I know I can trust you. Oh. Can't I? Was that? Oh, that was her. Also, she's like, okay, I can trust you. Can't I? Okay. Oh, I yeah. think he said, and I. I was waiting for <laughs> and I, I was like, okay. And? And I. So, Vanessa gets a call from Dan. Dan tells her that he just got dumped and asks if she wants to see a movie. And Vanessa says, yes, but he'll have to wear a suit. So, she's taking him to the big premiere that Olivia invited her to. And does... I guess, does Blair not know that movie star Olivia Burke is living down the hall from her? I, I feel like becoming friends with a big star would be appealing enough to get Blair back to NYU, mm, yeah. or are, like, movie stars beneath Blair? I think it would be think something she that she would, to enjoy to, she, would, she would enjoy doing that, or, like, just being a part of this right. girl's life, or just trying to glom onto her. But she's been so she obsessed become... with constant stuff that she doesn't know this is happening. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you would think she'd want to go to this big premiere if she becomes friends with movie star Olivia Burke. She's right back on top, baby. Yeah, and she, she's just... She can't help herself get out of her own way. Right. I think that's part of the whole problem. Yeah. She's just so obsessed with old her. Yeah. She can't she can't grow. She's, she's need too to grow. busy with her too busy with the Waldorf annual sleepover. Right. Uh, as one of the minions say, Blair O M G B S E. Oh my right. god, best sleepover ever. That was my first thought. <laughs> <laughs> Love that she says it, and then it's not enough that she says it, she does explain it. She did, thank, right. god. thank God. Thank God. We had a did we uh, celebrate a BSE once around the, week, the best summer ever? I think we did. In what, our what, backyard? What, what in we have a check. 
Didn't, no, didn't we have a checklist for the for the BSE? Yeah, we yeah. To, we might have sure tried it a couple everything. years too, though. It's probably the last summer before college. Uh, that actually makes a, a good amount of sense. We're trying to have go out with a bang. Exactly, and we did not. I think we had that was one of my favorite summers still. Had a streaking time. incident. A, the streaking incident a, was a classic. Streaking incident. Yeah. We made up. We made up a new holiday, August tenth. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember the year that it officially died when it was, it was like the saddest thing in the world where it was just like me, like McDermott and like Sanchez just sitting at Applebee's and McDermott was just like, oh shit, it's August 10th, isn't it? And we just <laughs> solemnly said, oh yeah, it's August 10th. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> That's really depressing. No thought... sadder place to have that realization than half off apps. <laughs> Half of apps out of our prime of high school. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we, it was uh, in Sanchez's backyard as we were trying to <laughs> watch Pete compete for 100 hot dogs, but that was a different day. <laughs> no, that was June 5th, of course. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I knew you'd know. Big Pete versus Hot Dog 2016. Don't forget. Oh, Blair is pleased with how well her uh, high school slumber party is going. Even Dorota's telling her that she and Mr. Chuck are of the opinion that this is not right, but Blair doesn't really give a shit. She wants to tell her admirers how she got the great, the great Chuck Bass to fall in love with her. And you know, Blair, if, Blair should have just like failed her senior year to, to stay get held back a year like they do in Degrassi. Is that uh, what they do? That's not a good plan. Usually a fan favorite will usually fail the last year so they can get another two seasons out of it. <laughs> okay. It's, it's tried and true method. Teaching lessons for the youth on yes. Degrassi. Yeah, exactly. That's the next show we'll cover. All 14 seasons and then four seasons of Next Class. <laughs> we'll be 45 by the time we're done with that series. Yeah. And some of these seasons some of these seasons are uh, like 45 episodes long. Oh, my God. So Chuck and Jenny go to the premiere together. I did not understand where this plan was going at first, but Chuck and Jenny, like I said, seem to be getting along well. Chuck is even being kind of creepy. Like, he's like, yeah, you look uh, beautiful even by yeah, my I standards, like which I, I don't so love, creepy. but Jenny... Jenny is unbothered and tells him, you know, she's just here for the good of the school. He's just here for Blair. And I, I don't know. Did you think something might happen between these two? I did. I did think yeah. so. Yeah. I, 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 I did not. But I, I didn't like the way he was speaking to her either way. I don't even know if he explicitly <laughs> called her beautiful or if he said, like, a different word that implied he was He said something about her, her, like, even surpassing even his expectations or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Blair might literally kill Jenny. Yeah, Blair might literally kill Jenny if like Jenny were to get with Chuck. And I still oh, don't yeah. know what what this is supposed to do. Just like just make her angry quickly. So I get, yeah, I was very confused. But then I guess I get I feel like this did not have to be the thing that did it. But I guess he had to lure Blair to come to the premiere <laughs> because he had this guy paid off to take a picture of her, oh. and that was going to be the thing that sparked her to get back. Very elaborate. Very elaborate. Scene. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we didn't need to get Jenny involved yeah, like, at all. What will make her run like we... here? How about I just right. ask her? I guess he did ask her, but <laughs> she didn't want to. But... Right, and she wouldn't come. Yeah, so I guess this was the thing that had to lure her here. So it worked. So I guess I guess he, he did. Oh, he, he knows her well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did make her mad, so. So uh, Blair at the sleepover is ready to play Truth or Dare, but everyone gets a Gossip Girl blast that Jenny Humphrey is at the premiere of Li Olivia Burke's new movie with none other than Chuck Bess. Yes, how did Chuck and Jenny get invited to this? I, did Chuck like just take Blair's invite for himself, or yeah, is he just he like did. Chuck Bass? He can get in anywhere he wants. Like when, he, when he's talking to her and trying to get her to come, he does have like a copy of the invite, so he just takes yeah, that. Yeah, he, he just took her, yeah, yeah. yeah. How big of a deal is this movie? Like, floor is apparently all the rage. 
I guess it is. Um, but it must be a pretty weird movie premiere to have just a bunch of college kids walking around it too. <laughs> Who probably like never been to a movie premiere yeah. before. <laughs> probably all wearing sandals. Uh, yeah, yeah. In addition to all the sandal wearers, Rufus and Lily are here. Lily wants to know why they are here, and Rufus is like, "This movie's got Nazis and cabaret singers. It's my dream movie." <laughs> Casablanca meets Showgirls. What an odd thing to say. <laughs> why is that? Why did you have to say it like that? <laughs> I don't know. Nazis and Nazis and cabaret singers. You know my big two. This is amazing. When when Lily comes to the movies, movies with him and. <laughs> It's like, Rufus, why are you taking me here? You really couldn't wait until this comes out in theaters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, don't so worry, funny. I got a connection. And we had to as, go to as, the premiere. Yeah. <laughs> this is my joke of the episode. <laughs> That's good. I didn't have one. Really that amazing. is a good one. So Serena shows up. Rufus excuses himself by saying he's going to get more popcorn just in case, which is a great move. <laughs> Serena's like, hey, I got a job as a publicist. I was hoping if you saw me working, then you'd feel better about Brown. And it's a solid plan. Lily's whole thing was that Serena's never worked a day in her life, and now she's doing that. So, right. But uh, it's not enough for Lily, who's like, oh, so a year of parties and premieres, uh, not quite the same as an Ivy League education. And again, I'll just say that I don't really get the big deal. Serena is only deferring for one year. She will still get the Ivy League education. And even if she doesn't, that is her decision. This is, to me, this is classic season one Lily, where she needs Serena to be at a high-status Ivy League school so she can, like, brag about it to her rich friends. Yeah, it sucks that they had to bring her back just to do this with her. Um, yeah, this is her first episode of the season. I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad they at least gave her screen time somehow. Again, she's do? she's a great parent to everyone except for her own daughter. Right. It's, I think she thinks that like, the tough love stuff is, is good with her, but yeah. she's proven time and time again that tough love does not work <laughs> on Serena. She does run away. We are, we are one <laughs> thing away from Serena going off the deep end again and stealing another horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you missed that uh, a few episodes ago, Tierney. Yeah, I'm very lost. <laughs> still, my moment of, still my moment of the season so far. Really great. Uh, and we, we did joke about at a recent wedding that I should have stolen the horse that was at the wedding. <laughs> Serena like stays remarkably calm when Lily's doing this and just tells Lily not to make her regret inviting her. And Lily agrees not to talk about Brown, decides to be a good mom for a moment and asks Serena what, like, what she has on her plate because Serena's a little flustered right now. And so she tells Lily all about Ursula and her big scene and her dilemma. And Lily simply tells Serena... He's really a friend. You have to tell her. And so Serena tells Lily that Casey is against it. And then when she mentions Casey for some reason, Savage Lily just snaps back. And she's like, this woman saw an opportunity to exploit your celebrity and your connections. Why else would she hire an 18-year-old with no skills and no college degree? Like, jeez. She's right. Where'd she just, not wrong. Where'd that come from? Yeah. yeah. Why'd, she, why'd she just snap back to that so, <laughs> she's so awesome. quickly? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> Ursula comes over to ask Serena what's going on. She can tell something's wrong, and Serena lies, tells her everything's fine. It's a tough call from Serena. I don't know. What would you do in this situation? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad she did. I thought she was going to go and tell her before like, they even went to the premiere. So I'm glad she mm-hmm. didn't do that. And then I think she, she handled the whole thing great. I think she she did what, what should have I happened. think she does. Yeah. She doesn't get any blowback from Ursula. Like I, I thought, where we were going was Ursula was going to find out that she kept it from her and like right, get mad at her, right. but that does not happen. That's exactly what I th- was worried about. Her friendship is intact at the end of this episode. Very much so. Dan is walking around aimlessly. At this point, it is truly laughable that Dan still does not understand what's going on here with with Kate. <laughs> like, surely he must have seen something by now to tip him off. He's at the literal premiere. Has he has he looked at a poster? <laughs> oh, he, he doesn't. He doesn't until like he looks at her. At the premiere, he had his oh. head down this whole time. Like, you're the one of the poster. What movie they were going to the premiere of? 
it? He didn't like look up the, the movie at all. Covered, like, what yeah. is this floor movie that Vanessa's dragging me to? <laughs> <laughs> so, Olivia asks Dan what he's doing here, and he's like, um, I can ask you the same thing. Shouldn't you be working? Like, and even, even Olivia answers with, you can't be serious. Even she's like, Dan, come on. <laughs> that might be my joke of the episode where Olivia's like, yeah, that's really good. are you fucking serious right now? Like, you still don't understand what's happening? See, this is a great time to have <laughs> like, Nate behind Dan laughing still. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dan's like, listen, it's fine if you don't want to go out with me. You didn't have to lie. And she's trying to explain, like, she didn't lie. But he's like, listen, I have to find Vanessa. And that's when Olivia's like, Vanessa? Like, Vanessa, Vanessa Abrams? Abrams? Obviously, because Vanessa Abrams is the only Vanessa that could possibly be at this premiere. Yes. I like how she says Vanessa <laughs> so, Abrams as if she's, like, above the title on a different movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, You mean Vanessa Abrams, the document, the documentarian? Terry, <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa... Famously makes terrible home movies and makes the entire college watch them. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. The despair in your voice. <laughs> uh, just as Olivia's about to come clean, the cameraman starts calling her name, and then Dan finally realizes what's going on, and he's like, wait a second, you're... The, the moment of realization for Dan here is incredible, and Olivia just apologizes and walks away, and then Vanessa comes by and asks Dan if he's met Olivia, and he's like, oh yeah, apparently I have. <laughs> just a weird way to say it. <laughs> just makes me mad yeah like just explain your situation i just you're making a whole problem yeah, exactly. for yourself yeah. I, I just Speaking i can't get up. behind them i can't uh, so the movie has started and it, yeah, it seems like some kind of seems like, <laughs> i like to get in front of him <laughs> <laughs> movie the movie has started and it seems like some kind of crime thriller, and Olivia Burke has an accent in it for some reason. Like, <laughs> on this one thing. Do you think this movie is good? Keep in mind, this is supposed oh. to win Olivia Burke an Oscar. I was going to say, she's for 100% got the Oscar. <laughs> yeah. No definitely. doubt in my mind. I, I think in this world, this alone. is a good movie. In this, in this yeah. It seems world. like it was shot with one camera, maybe <laughs> by Vanessa Abrams, in someone's <laughs> dorm room. With costumes that they found out of a high school prop closet. <laughs> well, the scene that we can actually see from watching the show, it looks like, do you remember those Mary-Kate and Ashley, like, home movies? <laughs> yeah. That is what it reminded me of. <laughs> like, like, when they, they were up, playing those detectives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're playing dress-up and doing weird accents. A, yeah. a camera is set up on a tripod. <laughs> and, okay, no, actually, this is my joke of the episode here. When Olivia asks Ursula in the movie to distract them while she slips at the back... And, and Olivia's like, how are you going to do it? And Ursula answers, how else? I'll sing. <laughs> I legitimately laughed out loud. <laughs> it's even funnier to, to imagine yourself like what the song would have been. How am I going to distract the Nazis? I'll sing for them. <laughs> Ruf, you know Rufus was getting pumped up. He's like, here we go. <laughs> Nazis and musicals. Can't wait. I'm sure he was the only one more upset than, than, than Ursula. Ursula. But that scene yeah. was cut. Speaking of that, <laughs> watching Ursula watch herself on screen was truly captivating. It was like the yeah. uh, the Margot Robbie scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> Very much so. Good pull. <laughs> and then Ursula gets ready to watch her big moment when she starts singing. But obviously the scene was cut. Poor Ursula runs out of the theater as Olivia in a weird pseudo-French accent is like, I never got to hear her sing. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's, it's, so it goes. Uh, I never got to hear her saying that she says like the next day I was in London. Um, yeah, the next day I was in London. <laughs> just so funny. 
she saved the country. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I like I like to think that if you edited this podcast, you would just like completely edit over my MVP thoughts. And he's like, and I, and I never heard his thoughts. The next day, I was in London. <laughs> I never got to hear who Brendan thought was MVP. Next day, I was in London. Let the record show. He saved the podcast <laughs> every week. Serena goes to talk to Ursula. Serena doesn't want her to go in the bathroom. Uh, Serena's confused because she thought this is what they were trying to avoid by not telling her. And that's when Casey gets to have her supervillain moment. She's like, an actress who finds out her scene got cut and skips the premiere is a lame story. An actress who finds out her scene got cut during the premiere and then has a meltdown. Now that is great public theater. And it's a very shitty thing to do. But I mean, she's not wrong. This is probably something that could rival the press tour of Don't Worry, Darling. <laughs> yeah, good. But I don't, I don't know what, what she have. Ursula should have spit on Olivia Burke on her way out. That <laughs> <laughs> would have gotten the people talking. That would have been good. <laughs> so, Serena is so pissed that Casey lied to her. And it looks like... it. Like, I've never seen Serena this mad before. It looks like she was going to hit her. And, like, Casey's just like, yeah, I couldn't tell you because I needed Ursula to trust you just like I do now. So, I, I guess congrats to Serena. She won Casey's trust for now, at least. Can't I? <laughs> that was a really That's good callback. That, that was great. That was That's really... how she distracted them. Oh, yeah. She sings Whitney Houston in the movie. <laughs> Ahead of her time. Why, I can't imagine why that scene was cut. <laughs> so, uh, Blair shows up to the premiere. How does she get in? She doesn't have her invitation. Chuck took it. Anyway, Blair... <laughs> good, good Blair's... Good Whatever. Blair, Blair starts screaming. Blair starts screaming at Jenny. Jenny tries to calm her down as Chuck wants in to cut her off and tells her it wasn't Jenny's idea. And, like, I do feel bad for Blair. She is so hurt when she finds out this was Chuck's idea. She's like, this was you? And I, I agree with what Chuck is trying to accomplish. And like we said, it does work. But it seems misguided. Like, you should never make someone you care about feel this way. The ends do not always justify the means. And she's just like, do you have any much? <laughs> she's like, do you have... Any idea how much you humiliated me? And he just answers with, I think you accomplished that with your little teeny bopper sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> teeny bopper. That's rough. Savvy. A teeny bopper yeah. sleepover. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm of two minds. Like, it obviously worked, everything he did. But he makes her feel like shit in this moment. Like, there must right. have been another way he could have done this. Yeah. It, this oh, this is sure. why I feel like it's a daddy moment. He's like, he's like trying to put his, his little lady in, into place. Why do you keep bringing daddy back into this? Because he's such a father. It's, it's being so weird. calling him daddy. Ever, ever since daddy. he got this business to himself, he, he thinks like he's 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, 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 he bought a hotel. He thinks he, he does think he's 40 years old now. Yeah. And he tells Blair that NYU is hard, but Blair Waldorf does not give up. And Blair tells him she didn't give up. She made a strategic retreat. And this is when we get Chuck Bass giving the most dramatic line reading of potato potato I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> he really geared up to delivery. Like, potato potato. <laughs> like, <laughs> Man, I, I hope that's our Lonely Boys Theater for today. <laughs> yeah. We'll each just go around of uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll do a round of potato-potato. <laughs> uh, Chuck is trying to help, but Blair's freaking out because NYU doesn't care that she's Blair Waldorf. And obviously, it seems stupid, but it truly must have been a culture shock for Blair, who has gone her whole life where being Blair Waldorf does mean something to people. And, like, it's obviously dumb compared to other people's problems, but it's a lot for poor Blair to go through. It's her whole personality. It's just one of those things where it's just, like, something that came so easy to her her whole life and now... She yeah. has to try to do something. So it's tough. Yeah, she's not used to it. Right. <laughs> the soft spot for Blair. I feel for her. 
Of course. I'm glad this is the last episode we're doing this, though, because it's been pretty much the whole been... season so far. <laughs> it's been pretty much the whole season so far. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I think that's what Ursula was singing in the movie. <laughs> Definitely. How are you going to distract them? How else? I'll sing. It's been one. <laughs> There's a lot of options there. <laughs> they were singing Bare Naked Ladies in Nazi Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh boy. Chuck somehow makes this about himself. He asks Blair, you do this to me? I'm Chuck Bass, and I told you I love you. Yeah, I was like, you're where are you going I'm with this easy- in the middle of the sentence? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're saying I'm easier to win over than a bunch of pseudo-intellectual homesick malcontents? You'd really insult me like this? And again... I get what Chuck is doing, but he like makes it seem like Blair like tricked him or won him over somehow instead of like that he has very real feelings for her. He's like, listen, you won me over. You should be able to win over these college kids. Like it, it was different. I'm the ultimate prize. I'm Chuck Pass. <laughs> yeah. I'm Chuck Pass. So, but then he wins me over by the end when he's like, so the next time you forget you're Blair Waldorf, remember I'm Chuck Bass and I love you. I'm like, okay. Yeah. He, I'll admit, he, that was you a lost me, line. but uh, you brought me back in. I think if we punch up the middle there, we, uh, we could have a really nice speech for her. Yeah, definitely. It didn't yeah, win and... me over. That didn't uh, win me over. Oh, not at all. Hard to win over. Uh, that whole. Wow. I don't really know what gaslighting is, so I'm assuming I'm a victim of it quite often. But it felt like <laughs> gaslighting to me. <laughs> it's it's just, it just has that gaslighting vibe. <laughs> yeah, I'm just very skeptical of men when they speak. I'm like, that's got to be gaslighting. I'll never know what <laughs> yeah. it is. <laughs> Anytime a male speaks, hear that, boys. <laughs> Um, and sitting by himself I guess Vanessa had better things to do than to sit with him and (laughs) Olivia comes up to talk to him and Dan tells her she was amazing he's an idiot and Olivia didn't tell Dan who she was because she's been dreaming about coming to NYU and just being a normal student again how on earth did she think that was going to happen she's at a movie premiere and 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 not to mention her publicist came with her and invited everyone on the floor to the movie premiere Uh, right (laughs) so said on her first day some cute guy didn't recognize her and so she couldn't resist and also her middle name is kate so you know she didn't technically lie that is true but she does not answer to it still <laughs> exactly so uh, dan tells her that his last two relationships have been full of drama what's he talking about like serena obviously is georgina the other relationship hmm i guess that's, that's pretty recent so yeah i guess that's oh miss Carr. yeah those three i think more so miss Carr and serena okay it's either like, I don't know which one he's talking about, but so, as much as Olivia wants to be Kate, she's also Olivia, and Dan doesn't want that, so she apologizes and leaves. And Dan again does nothing. Dan, Dan is such a fool. Someone who looks like Hillary Duff, someone who's so beautiful, people were stopping her, uh, stopping on the street just to stare at her, is into him, and he's just gonna let her go. Like I, I get that she's in the public eye, but she's not. She's not Serena. She's so Olivia. Stupid. It's much different. And she's not even in the Metro anymore. You gotta grab that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Can't even blame the Metro anymore. No. She's not even in a fedora. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that in a few scenes he realizes like, I, I, I yeah, yeah, please, please, I'm sorry, I'm so stupid. <laughs> oh, someone stops Blair on her way out and asks to take her picture, and Blair doesn't understand why, and he's like, "Aren't you Blair Waldorf?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I guess I am." Duh. And I guess she got her swagger back in this in this moment. We watched it happen. Yeah, I thought you'd botch well, this too. That was a we truly ha- uplifting okay. moment for me. Yeah, there we go. I, I was I was worried that she was going to totally botch this moment just because of what we've had uh, in early season one with her and Serena. She she's really terrible in front of a camera normally. Oh, that's true. She couldn't she couldn't pose well. 
no, she could not. So she figured it out along the way. Even though this guy was paid off, she uh, she poses so poorly. That he's like, is where uh, Chuck won me over. Does anyone know where with Serena Vanderwood's is? Yes. Yeah. Oh, with this maneuver here? Yes. It's, when we get the reveal, I was like, ah, you sly devil, you. Son of a bitch. We, uh, Ursula is in shambles. She can't believe they cut her scene. Casey is egging her on to throw a fit because the producer screwed her. She's such a bitch, that Casey. And... Serena has grown so close to Ursula in such a short amount of time that Ursula trusts her implicitly, and she asks her if that's what she should do. He's like, you just say the word, Serena, and I'll throw a fit. What do you think I should do? <laughs> <laughs> and to, I got to bring Tyra Banks into it. She really goes for it in this episode. You would think an episode of Gossip Girl would be, like, beneath Tyra Banks, but she shows up and cries for an entire episode she and really acts does. like a lunatic. I, I really appreciate her. Yeah, mm. She's got a big emotional range here. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Serena tells her that if she wants people to see her as a real actress, then she should be gracious and that the movie is more important than your scene. And she's obviously right. And Casey tells Ursula that Serena is a teenager who knows nothing. But Ursula tells her to just shut up. And then she emotionally thanks Serena while she's still in tears. Yeah, and this is a, uh, it's a point. I know, I know we know what happens, but this is a good move just because she's making a relationship with someone who also has some power being the actress. So like, the, the, yeah, this the is networking, baby. Yes, yeah, this, this is great networking. <laughs> And so Serena apologizes to Casey, and Casey just fires her. Such an asshole. It's amazing she has any clients at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's no, nothing go? really tethering Serena to this. So I, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm not surprised. I'll, I'll go. Yeah. yeah, so Serena is back at home. She tells Lily she got fired, and for what reason. And Lily tells her it's for the best because she'll love Brown. She, Lily is very persistent. I'll give her that. <laughs> yeah, she, she's not even taking Serena seriously. Yeah. She's, you think she knows she's gonna like make Serena snap with this line, which she's like, "Ah, oh, it's for the best. You'll love Brown." Because <laughs> Serena snaps. She's like, "You're like, listen, bitch. I am not going to Brown. Maybe next year, but not now." And she's all packed, but not for Brown. She uh, tells Lily that she's really gonna spend this year finding out who she is, and it can't be here. Uh, she's having quite the identity crisis this season, and so Lily is like, "Do you really think anyone knows who they are? We don't. We just live." And pretty good advice, actually. <laughs> this is really funny. Another great, so many like, great quotes. <laughs> from her this episode she's been like a mean mom but whenever she gets on one she just says the funniest things like what do you mean you you don't know who you are no one knows who they are we're just walking around living (laughs) (laughs) during this rufus is just kind of standing awkwardly in the doorway and so Serena leaves and rufus tells lily it will be okay and that's what lily tells rufus like this is all his fault even though at the beginning of this (laughs) she was this episode she was very she was telling him he did the right thing all of a sudden she's pissed that she She's like, I went to take care of my mother, and I come back, and Serena isn't going to college. And, you know, maybe Rufus was right to be scared of her. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah, she's, she's a little her, unhinged here. Rufus tells her to trust him now and don't force Serena to go to college. And, again, it's amazing how much of a 360 Rufus has done in these last two episodes. I can't believe I'm team Rufus over Lily. I know, he's, he's really been convinced by Serena. Yeah. So... Essa is in her dorm room with Olivia. She tells Olivia she loved the movie, though it was no Endless Nights, which is kind of rude. <laughs> yeah, that's your new movie. Love the old, love the old stuff better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Vanessa. I know for she's you. like, I know she's like trying to make a joke, but even when she's joking, she's kind of rude. <laughs> too, too soon. Too soon. Yeah. So Vanessa is going to pretend that Olivia is not a movie star and that they're just two roommates. They have a heart to heart here, as Olivia tells her all about how you know she met this guy. Uh, that guy being Dan, of course, uh, that likes her for her. And Vanessa tells her about a past relationship that didn't work out. And literally, I was racking my brain. I was like, yes, Nate, maybe Rufus. But no, it's Scott. I just completely forgot that Scott was a person already. Yeah. I know she's talking about Scott. And I was like, this is not the same thing at all. Don't try and relate to this yeah. scenario. <laughs> what are you talking this is not, about? <laughs> this is com- 
completely different. And so Vanessa tells Olivia that Dan is a special guy, and I should know I fucked his dad. <laughs> she doesn't I mean, actually what? say we have, that. Yeah, we have a lot to explain to Tierney here. We've glossed <laughs> over so theory. much. It's mainly Brendan's theory. Brendan has a theory that uh, Vanessa and Rufus were fucking at some point, and what? I think the theory has legs. Because it has some legs. Random guests who have never seen the show before like have seen like just random episodes and come on and are like, what was this vibe I was getting between Vanessa and Rufus? <laughs> ah, see? <laughs> but also, like, please, please, like debriefer on uh, the Scott thing, like that guy who answered the phone call at the end. I mean, when when yeah. we, we get there, just explain briefly what, what yeah, the hell okay, happened. Yeah, okay, yes, please. Oh, we'll give her the cliff notes. So, oh, Olivia leaves, but not before delivering a piece of dialogue that is so realistic and was probably said by every pair of college roommates at one point or another. She says, you're like roommates. That's kind of totally awesome. Yeah. I know I said it to Pete my freshman year. Yeah, I, I said it to Josh, Emre, TJ, and um, Roman. Oh my gosh! All four. Is of this those your guys. new? Is this your new bit? You're gonna run down all the roommates you've had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is my John Gabris uh, L I double R bit. This is your uh, Mike Mitchell, uh, the Quincy boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Blair is back at NYU. She's on the phone with S and is telling her, of course she can live in her dorm room. I, I guess Georgina's not coming back anytime soon, or they're just going to all three stay together. Yeah, they, I guess they're just going to stay together. Uh, Again, instead of, just going to, instead of just going to NYU, Serena's just going to roam the halls of NYU to be with the rest of the characters. Yeah, it seems like a missed opportunity. So, Blair, why don't she just find herself at NYU and like hang out with Blair? Like That would be the best of both worlds, I feel like. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Whatever. So Blair returns to her room. She's found herself a crop of new minions. Uh, finally, she has found the people that she can speak to and control. Girls like her that went to elite high schools and then failed to go Ivy and now are wasting away at NYU. I don't know where they were when Blair was trying was trying to recruit to begin with. Obviously, Amalia was there. I uh, can't say anything bad about her, but I don't know where these two other girls were. But, yeah, but welcome aboard, I they, guess. Where did she find these people? Was there another message board that went out there to look for this yes. specific well, kind of criteria? Them- one of them was Amalia. The the uh, ma- I guess the head the minion is going twin. to be Amalia since yeah since she uh, she was the only one to show up to sushi night the other night. So it's also very interesting and, seating the way they display these new minions. Like they split the minions down the middle. Yeah. I mean the, the the twins down the middle. They split the minions in the middle. <laughs> oh, God, that's what some of the frat boys are hoping to do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy, it's not that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out Chuck was right. All Blair needed to do was like try a little bit harder. And so she's giving a rousing speech. She even quotes Candide in French about the, the line about having to cultivate your garden. So talented. Uh, you have to read Candide. We, we had to read it in a political theory senior year of high school. Um, I did not. I didn't take that class. And she still quotes that line to this day about cultivating your garden. That, that sounds like something that he would love. Ish was not in the class. He just... <laughs> <laughs> also makes a lot of sense. He would just... He, just stopped by enough that he picked up on the quotes in the book. <laughs> was he stopping by every one of our classes? Did Ganesh have a schedule or was he was always just in our classes? <laughs> yeah. He liked our classes, our schedule name. a lot more than his. He should have been in honors and hippies. I don't know if you had Miss Woe, but at the end of the year, you like write your name on the wall. You like paint your name on the wall and uh, Ganesh's name is all over that wall, even though he never had her. <laughs> I did not have Mrs. Woe, but that totally checks out. <laughs> But uh, so Blair's garden is NYU and she plans to rake and hoe and weed it until it looks exactly the way she wants. The new minions are on board. Uh, like I said, our new head minion is our old friend Amalia, who was the only one to show up to Blair's sushi party. I like her. Seems like a real go-getter. She's been team Blair yeah. from the start. And um, Amalia tells Blair that something came for her. 
So Blair opens it, and it's some kind of outfit with a note from Chuck saying he needs one-on-one tutoring. I think it was her uniform. Mm, her Constance uniform? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kinky. Chuck, she's, he's sending Blair in the wrong direction again. Yeah. I guess, like, one last uh, ride on memory lane of the two of them and Constance. I don't know. Or maybe it's, it's he's going to yeah, be he... a teacher, and he's, he's going to be a student. Oh, gross. Uh, he's going to be a tootie. A tootie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, Chuck is in his limo getting these texts from Blair. Uh, she says she'll be over later in uniform. And he's handing some guy a bunch of money outside the limo. It turns out it's the guy who took Blair's picture at the premiere. And I don't know how he was... I, the security at this, at this premiere was very lax. I don't know how he was able to sneak in with a camera, but that's besides the point. Uh, I guess it did seem a little too convenient that this guy was just like wanting to take a picture of Blair Waldorf. But she is Blair Waldorf, so it makes enough sense. I, I didn't think there was anything out of the ordinary when it happened. I thought it was a little strange, but I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess she has some sort of a uh, social is Blair following. Wolf, yeah. 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 So I have no Blair, idea. I just went with it. Yeah. So Blair just needed this little push to regain her confidence. And I do love that Chuck knew exactly what to do to give her this little push. And this was it. He just needed to get Blair to the premiere to make this happen. And like I said, that's why he used Jenny to lure her there. But uh, could have been a slightly less underhanded way to make it happen. But that that like didn't hurt Blair's feelings so much. But I, this is Chuck and Blair we're talking about. So So what do I expect? Yeah. I also love the photographer here when he asks Chuck, like, so why do they take those pictures? And then he goes yeah. on to think about the thing about Dumbo. He's like, well, Dumbo just needed a, a feather in order to fly. And then like, I feel like mid-sentence, the photographer's like, I don't have time for this shit. And then just takes the money and walks away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need, to, we need to go over that. because Exactly. Chuck asked the guy, or the guy asked Chuck why he had to take that girl's picture. So clearly he doesn't even know who Blair is because he called her that girl. And Chuck does answer as only Chuck can. The exact quote is, Dumbo could always fly. He just needed a magic feather. Right. The guy asks no follow-up questions. He, <laughs> he must have just been like, he's like, oh. this, this guy's fucking crazy. He's got, I, I, got, I got more info than I wanted. <laughs> like, that is not an answer to your question. <laughs> That's a Chuck Bass answer. <laughs> so... Serena meets with Ursula. They share a big hug, and it genuinely made me smile. She thanks her for coming to see her before she goes to L.A., and also she told Casey that if Serena doesn't work for her firm, then she isn't a client. So I guess Ursula does have a lot of pull because she's able to get Serena see, her job back. And Ursula was happy to do it because Serena helped her find herself. Like, Serena really used her charm for good in this episode, and I have to say, it's another good Serena episode. She's on fire. I've never seen someone become attached so quickly to someone as Ursula did to Serena. So just someone who, like, so sort of like emotionally unstable she yeah. really worked out she tells serena that she hopes she's just as lucky as her someday and serena does give a charming smile in response to this and they hug again and i i didn't tear up but i was almost tearing up even even though we barely know <laughs> ursula like this friendship really blossomed in just one episode right before well, she's eyes. just cried so much this episode that it, it almost yeah. burst off on us all right i had to return the favor <laughs> yeah um, unfortunately, we do have to see Scott. With with only two minutes left in this episode, Scott's going to make... He's going to rear his ugly head. And, <laughs> it is ugly. Uh, Brendan, do you want to try to explain to Tierney who Scott is? There's so much. I, I feel like I'm going to botch it because I'm not as familiar with the show as you, so I'm just going to let you give your better cliff notes. Okay. So, Scott is Lily and Rufus's love child. Um, uh, 19 years ago, Rufus just found out about him. I... He doesn't know that he has met him. He has met him, but he doesn't know that this is his son. He thinks that this is his son's brother and that his son died in a what kind of accident? A boating, boating accident? Boating, yeah. yeah so he, so he is 
Rufus and Lily's son, but he is pretending to be his own brother, and uh, he has faked his own death so that. <laughs> oh Rufus wait, and Lily so don't know Lily also doesn't know who he yeah. is. Well, Lily doesn't even know that he's back. That he was back in town at all because she was she was out of town. Wait, so she doesn't know that he's alive. No, no one knows. Technically, he's alive. nobody knows he's Except alive at all because they don't know Except he is him. They think. Where did he go when he was a baby? Uh, he got adopted. Because this is yeah, their love child from when they were both very young, obviously, because he's like in college age. Yeah. Um, but they so they, they Lily gave him up without telling Rufus that they had a kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That answer all your questions. Vanessa and Scott, what's going? Oh, on Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. uh, Scott used Vanessa to get close to his uh, biological family, uh... and then when Vanessa found out, she didn't care. <laughs> so they dated through that, and it yeah, seemed they like dated. they might actually like each other, but it becomes kind of clear that he just wanted to get close to Rufus to, like, smell yeah. his daddy while they had guitar lessons. I don't know why. I don't know what smelling. Had to it do seemed like he really wanted yeah. to get close to like, get a whiff of his biological scent. Okay, all right. Maybe you're right. I, I didn't get catch that, but you, you could be onto something. Um, so, yeah, Scott answers a call from Vanessa, but before Vanessa can say anything, he has to take another call. Uh, Vanessa always getting the short end of the stick, which I don't mind. And so he answers the call. It's Georgina, of course, and he's meeting up with her at some restaurant for who knows why. What on earth is going on there? Right, because also so, uh, some more backstory. I don't, do you remember Georgina Tierney at all from season one? I just one? looked her up before. I remember her. Okay, yeah. So last episode, uh, after she has some ridiculous scheme and ends up getting found out, uh, she has no more scheming left to do. So she decides to go follow Scott up to Boston. And we don't really know why she's going to go follow him. It seems like she's going to somehow expose him for lying yeah. to Rufus about being uh, his own brother. So but so we don't know wh- why exactly she went up there. But so Scott seems super uh, down to just go hang out with this person that just showed up in town. <laughs> no red flags there no not at all dan is in the coffee shop uh, he's looking for olivia and i guess is just hilariously just staring down any blonde girl with a fedora that he can find that's my favorite yeah. part of the whole show yeah <laughs> i mean I, I, he got I, his hopes up over that fedora and she turns around fedora? <laughs> <laughs> i feel bad for the girl that the girl got cast as not hillary duff right, <laughs> right, 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 right. so Jenny is sitting alone reading a book on a table in the courtyard and like honestly like a fucking star like she was posing like that knowing oh, yeah. that she looked like the queen yeah. like no one reads a book like that unless you are the queen of the school yeah this is a classic and, pose and I'm gonna start reading books like this a lot more often absolutely you need to and the new minions realize that as well that the queen has returned they come flocking back to her now that Blair is gone and they ask Jenny if they can do anything and she tells them to make sure her spot on the Met steps is free and to wait there with a yogurt for her Oh, what's going wow. on there? She's back. Why is Jenny going back to the old ways? It's like, she's like, well, I tried it my way. No one wanted that. So whatever. I guess I'm the queen now. I think she realized what once Chuck gave her that pep talk, she's like, you know what? I guess I should just do this. And once it started, the ball kept rolling. And she's like, this feels kind of good. Is she still going to be able to be a good ruler here? Or are we going to see this go to her head? Mm. We're going to see some evil, go yeah, some evil Jay. Yeah. yeah, it seems inevitable that she's going to yeah. get lost in the scuffle. And her and Eric um, are going to have a little scuffle. Yes, of course. And Blair is laying down the ground rules to her new minions. Are you are you ready to learn the names of two new crops of minions? Let's hear it. Got, no, no, I don't have them right now. I mean, I named, <laughs> I named the yeah, con- list. I named the Constance minions earlier. Uh, Celeste, Jean. I don't even know if Jean was. One. I know Celeste was one of them for sure. Charlotte. Uh, Char- sounds about right. And then I know Amalia is one of them for Blair. But mm. yeah, you got a whole new. We got a whole new bunch of names we got to learn, Brendan. 
I, I still feel like I'm uh, not fully up on season two minions and season one minions, but no Elope, Hazel. That one. Lise was in season one. Don't know that one. Uh, Isabel. Nope. Adi was in season one. God no. Okay. Anyway, that's gonna be my bit. That's gonna be my uh, <laughs> <laughs> my Quincy boys. <laughs> Um, Olivia finds Dan. She tells him that she never gave Dan a chance to get to know both sides of her and wants to know if he still wants to. Dan obviously says yes, and she sits down. And this could be the start of a beautiful relationship. So, uh, what what happens next? What how how long do you think Hillary Duff is on the show? Um, I'm hoping for the remainder of the series. I hope series. so too. <laughs> yeah, she'll probably be on for I like was gonna say end of four the five season. episodes. Yeah, I don't Tierney seems ske- Tierney seems skeptical. Yeah, you don't keep a big name on the show like Hillary Duff for that long, Brenda. No, I know. She's going to be here for four episodes max. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, are you going to take over or under four, Tierney? How many episodes are in the season? Er, In this season, I believe there's 22. Maybe 24. I'm going to say she'll be in the next consecutive four, and then maybe she'll pop up at the end, but then never again. Ooh. All right, I just asked over under, but that's fine. So over is what I'm All right, let's get into some segments. Let's do everyone's favorite user review of the week. Our old friend Comedy Fan is back to give us a review of this episode. Uh, they gave it 9 out of 10, and they say, This episode was full of stories that kept one's attention. I loved it. Blair retrieving back to high school where she was the queen and Chuck getting her out of it was great. I loved how he helped her to get her confidence by paying a photographer to take a picture of her. Her idea to plot how to take over college with popular girls from other high school just made me laugh with pleasure, thinking of how great this will be. And a lot of stars in this episode. Tyra Banks is here with a nice performance of a movie star when Serena helps. And there is also Hillary Duff, who is now getting closer to Dan. Him not knowing who she was and asking her out was great. It was hilarious by not telling him who this is. I also loved how Dan found it out. All right, great stuff again, comedy fan. Way to go. Really nailing all the beats of that, uh, that episode. I could have went back to Lexa, but it was another ridiculously long one and, and who has the time for that that is uh it's the wee hours of the morning here on the east oh, coast yes. this week the episode title is ready for this the episode title is rufus getting married huh have any predictions based on the episode title um, rufus will get rufus left at the, get married. he'll get left yeah. at the altar for sure yeah. <laughs> I like the episode title is Rufus getting married and then the little blurb is will Lily and Rufus get married? <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get into some episode grades. I went first last week of course, so Brendan, you will go first this week. What mm. grade do you give this episode? This is a good one. I mean, I I, I want to say it's almost carried by the guest stars too. So with with the the star power we yeah. have here today, uh I I want to give it um I'll say an A minus. I, I loved everything except for the weird Chuck plot, but the Chuck plot also ends up kind of landing. Um, I'm glad we yeah. kind of wrap up things up with Blair and her kind of like flopping down to high school again a little bit, but then by the end of it, she has, has like her starting pack a little bit. Uh, we get the, the beginnings of Jay's rule of the school. Dan is dating an all-time babe and a celebrity. Um, Vanessa... Uh, I'll skip that one. <laughs> and Nate is just a, being a good friend. Eric's being a good friend. Uh, Rufus is being a good dad to his new daughter. And Lily's back on screen. So it's it, everything's great. Uh, a minus. All right. Uh, Tierney, would you like to go next or do you want me to go next? You. 
Okay, I'll go. Um, I am really liking the beginning of this season. I've I've given out three B pluses. Now I'm going to be in the hand holding club with Brendan. I'm finally going to go up to an A minus. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, I had a lot of fun with this episode. Again, we got some some more college storylines. We got to we got to see Jenny and Blair's respective power struggles in the high school and the NYU. It was I was a fan of. I think every plotline in this episode, which is a rarity, even even the Chuck and Blair stuff, I liked enough of that to uh, to enjoy it. And there wasn't anything super special about this one, so it's not an A, but I still liked it a lot. Uh, it's our first episode with Olivia. We have a great guest star in Tyra Banks. We have the rare Chuck Jenny mess around. Lily is back. We hardly got any Scott. Like it's great. A minus. Good stuff. All right, Tierney, it is your turn. What grade are you giving this episode? Okay. I'm going to give it a B plus simply because being a new viewer, it did hook me. I will say it was terrible wow. enough to hook me. The storylines, I want answers. All I have are questions. There you go. And there we go. Enough, I want more. I want more Hillary. So you came in at the right time right. for that. Yeah. I mean, first episode. Yeah. I mean, it got me. All right. Brendan, who is your MVP? the episode uh we talked about her a lot this episode and how good she's been this season so far i gotta give serena another mvp wow she's been crushing she's it racking it up this season you know she she's sticking it to lily which i don't always love um unless it's uh, someone someone that looks like okay. me doing it. i don't know you, you can fill in the blanks okay, there okay great there you go <laughs> um but yeah she's, she's just great she is so charismatic she like you, you said she Makes Tyra Banks fall in love with her immediately and <laughs> is sort of starting a career here. So, yeah. good for her. Yeah, she definitely does deserve it. Um, I think both my MVP and my LVP switched from what I was originally planning. I was going to give Olivia an MVP because it was her first episode and she has a great debut. But I think I have to give an MVP to my girl Ursula because I just found everything nice. about her to be so endearing. And I don't think I'm going to get another chance to award her. So... Tyra Banks really goes for it. I love her freaks outs. I love her crying. I love her genuine connection with Serena. I just wish we could have seen that scene they cut where she sings uh, the the classic "And I Will Always Love You" yeah. slash one week mashup. <laughs> the Nazis get some DVDs of the season. Free. <laughs> so I am I am giving it to Ursula Tierney. Who is your MVP of the episode? Um, I'm gonna have to go with Serena. Also, wow, she's because... racking up the Lake Lively, so gorgeous. Also, I also dropped out of college or took a gap year. So, I mean, you know. Relatable. Relatable. Very relatable. And I turned out just great. So. <laughs> I came until next season where Serena goes to the Air Force. We're still out on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tune for next week when Tierney steals a horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, through four episodes of season three, Serena has six MVPs. Jeez. What an animal. Very good start to the season for Serena. Um, LVP, Brendan, who you got? Um, LVP, I feel like we have a predictable one. I, I don't even fully remember her name, but the only like evil, malicious person in this episode is the publicist. Casey Cunningham? Yes, Mrs. Cunningham. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, she kind of does look like Bobby's mom a little bit. If you look at a, a, a young Mrs. Cunningham. Yeah, I could see that. So yeah, big right. LVP. She's just a mean woman out for blood, just trying to... Ruin someone else's career while enhancing her own. Somehow, I still don't really get how uh, making Ursula look stupid helps the publicist's career at all. Um, <laughs> I didn't get that either. Yeah, Maybe if she was a reporter. Then yeah, right? Yeah. It makes more yeah, sense for news stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, she sucks. Uh, I, was, I, was, uh, 
sorry, did you have anything else to say about uh? Casey? Yeah, I wrapped it up. About old Ken Kun. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna give it to Casey because she is just an asshole and like not a good person, and there's nothing really redeeming about her. But you know, I guess I wasn't really expecting anything out of her, so I, I, you know, who cares? On the other hand, we've been waiting all season for Lily, and now she comes back and just disappoints oh, don't me. Don't you dare. She regressed oh, a little bit on. back to season one, Lily, and she was just so unfair to Serena all episode. She had a one-track mind. She did not care what anyone else thought, especially not Serena, her own daughter, and that's just shitty. So she is the LVP. Wow. Sorry, Brendan. I mean, I even I thought about it for a little while just because of like what she does in the episode, but her she had the best lines of all episodes. Every time she spoke, it was really funny. Sorry, Brendan. Ugh. Come on. LVP and the L is for Lily. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And the V is for Vanderwoodson. Oh, wow. Now you've gone too far. <laughs> and the P is for... I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can edit, you edit something, edit something into, into post for that. Make me sound really, make me sound really funny. Boop. <laughs> I don't even need to watch Oh my god. Dan is a good Dan. episode. He's poor, dating a celebrity. Poor Dan. Poor Dan. I can't. <laughs> he's an idiot the whole episode. You expect him to believe that he's attending NYU. No. He's charmingly <laughs> in the dark. He's a genius. Wow. No. Oh well. All right. That'll do it. All right, Dan. Th- those are the rules. I'm not sorry. Um, that wraps up our segments, except, of course, for everyone's favorite segment, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And uh, we got to get to bed, so we're doing a little bit of a short scene here. Uh, I I did send you guys the script. Do you guys have it in front of you? I do. Uh, who wants to be Chuck? I, I, I you guys are both Chuck boys, so who who wants to who wants to take the Chuck's lines here? And then you go for it. I sure you you want right. to be Chuck. If you could do it as long as you do the voice. No, too many lines for right, me right. late at night. Sure, there's two of them. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, do you want Blair also has two lines? Do you want to be Dorota, who only has one Absolutely. line? Absolutely. Also, please do the accent. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you don't. You don't need to do. You don't need to do the accent. We're not trying to get you canceled here for, for mocking accents. All right, Brendan. All right. Whenever you're ready. I found this an invitation to a movie premiere. It seems your entire hall is attending since my evening is free. I thought you would help me curry favor with my outer borough hallmates. Sweet. But unfortunately, I've already scheduled an all-night cram session with my two T's. Blair, you want me to set beds before manicurist arrives? Thank you, Dorota. That will be all. You sure you said it's cram session and not the annual Wardorf sleepover? <laughs> the laugh track. <laughs> great, great, great scene. Everyone loved it. Nice and short. We're getting out of here. Um... So that's all of our segments. Uh, let's uh, let's let's do some plugs and get out of here. First of all, Tierney, thank you so much for finally coming on the podcast. I believe I I mentioned this to you a, a long time ago, and it, right. it took a while right. to finally finally schedule you. But very thrilled to have you finally here. You did not disappoint. The the chemistry between these long lost siblings who haven't talked to each other in years <laughs> was just off the charts. Uh, oh, do you yes. have anything you want to plug at this hour? Not at all. All right, great, great plugs. Great plugs. <laughs> Keep it short and tight. <laughs> Any TV shows or any type of media that you think the masses should be watching or listening to? That's what I usually do with my plug section. Oh, no. 
Moving on, Brent. This is, this is the soul. This is my sole purpose is to just listen to this podcast. So I'm plugging wow. you guys on we'll, your own podcast. We'll take that as well. I'll take it. Yeah. So- Tierney will plug the Lonely Boys. Brendan, what do you have to plug? Hobby Boys will finally be coming out with some stuff <laughs> this month. I will. Uh, when I finally get, her, I <laughs> get around to editing that stuff. <laughs> been very busy. But uh, otherwise, the other podcast project that's been going on with me is the Over the Garden pod with <gasps> Fiance of the Pod, Nicole. Me and her have been <gasps> doing a mini-series covering Over the Garden Wall, if you haven't heard it. Uh, Today, actually, well, I guess this will be in two days. But basically, by the time you hear this, at least half of the series uh, should have been covered. So check that out. They're really quick episodes. Uh, the episodes themselves of TV are short. They're 10 minutes long. And our podcast is like 25, 30 minutes tops. So check that out. You could crank out an app in 15 minutes on 2X. So I say go for it. It's true. Find it wherever you find your pods. I've listened, uh, I've listened to the first two. Very good. Very, very good. Nice. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Got yes. some cr- critical acclaim now from you and from... Meg Donahue, uh, hopefully a future guest. She, uh, she she's already le- re-listened to a few episodes <laughs> of Over the Garden Pod Wall. Yeah, she loves wow. it. Wow, she's not listening, uh, listening to uh, any Lonely Boys episodes <laughs> uh, because they're not as Lagoria approved. That is true. Those you are very. She's still listen- you think she's still listening to the Lonely Boys? I don't know. I should ask her that because she was one of our bigger fans earlier on. Meg, if you're still listening, uh, send us a send us a text message. Send yeah, us a let's, sign. Let's hear it. Yeah, send me a text message. Miss her. Yeah. Yeah, we all miss Meg Donahue. It's the best. That's all. Anyway, I I'll uh, I'll plug the Save by the Bell reboot. It's it's really good. You should be watching it. We we gotta we gotta get it back on the air somehow. Speaking of shows that are no longer releasing new episodes, but not because they were canceled, because uh, they just ended season three of Dairy Girls. Finally, oh, I'm so have excited. hit the United States. Finally so hit the United excited. States. They're on Netflix. I've watched the first two episodes. They're just as funny as ever. I love those Dairy Girls. They, it, it's oh my god. I've said it a million times. It's like if Seinfeld was about uh, four teenage girls. Um, it's the the Brendan. I believe we watched the uh, pilot episode at your house once. Did you ever uh, continue watching? Nope, never watched anymore. And I will, but I, it, I haven't. You got to get to it. Season three is out there. To. It's so funny. I can't. I think I'm gonna just like rewatch it after I finish because I'm gonna be so devastated when uh, there's no more Dairy Girls in my life. Yeah, I'll get I'll really get savoring it. these last uh, seven episodes. Excellent. Five now because I watched two. That's all I got for today. Let's let's get out of here while this episode right. is still uh, Ligori approved. You can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan on Twitter at RuppyPuppy. You can follow the Hobby Boys at the Hobby Boys Pod. You can join us next week where we will have another special guest. We're wrapping up Brendan Month. Of course, week five is the final week of Brendan Month, and we will be all wrapped up with one final Brendan related guest so you're gonna want to join us next week uh when only boys goes international i guess for uh, probably no we've gone to canada we were uh for the we're leaving the continent for the first time though so just in order just to be just to beat out spanish heritage month by a a week (laughs) boy (laughs) we're uh disavow i i am very pro spanish heritage (laughs) spanish heritage (laughs) Um, you can join us next week we will be breaking down season three episode five Rufus getting married. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely boys. Bye-bye. My name is Matt Ligori, and I approve this podcast.